Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. It's Sunday, September 25th, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 342. This is No Agenda. Broadcasting the voice of treason from high atop the hilltop watchtower crackpot command center in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where is the voice of raisins? I'm John C. Dvorak. It's crackpot and buzzkill. In the morning. <laughs> I actually tried to get the domain name, voice of treason. I'm like, that's perfect. Taken. Yeah, please. <laughs> it would be taken. Yeah, and then the voice of treason, taken. I'm like, that's a perfect name for a show. No. No go. Yeah. John! Watch out! Yes? Watch out! What now? Is the satellite going to fall on your head? It already <laughs> fell. And they said now, I'm, I'm looking at the New York Times today, it says they they say they can't figure out where it fell. Yeah. You that's know what, bull crap. You know, what, you know what this is? Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at it is so obvious that they have every... And by the way, we highlighted this uh, item two weeks ago. We talked about this on the show. And then, even then it was dubious. Like, yeah, it's going to fall somewhere. It's so, ob- it's so obvious what was going on. We were, we're at war with the Greys. You know, we're blasting these guys out of the sky. And they don't want anyone paying attention to that. So you had to look for a satellite. You're supposed to say that to the second <laughs> half of the show. So, by the way, so, uh, up in Port Angeles, apparently there have been sightings of these streaks across the sky. So I think the thing went up. It looks like it's headed to Alaska. John, shut up. Alaska. Please just shut up. This is, so, this is so bogus. This is nothing but an exercise of psychological warfare once again. I had, I had Mickey needed new brakes on her car, which is not a happy occurrence, by the way, uh, with, a, with a 99 Range Rover. So I take it to my guy Hovick. You know, Hovick's got like he's got like the shack uh, over there off of Vineland Avenue. British car import cars. We repair everything. The whole place is just filled with junkers. And um, but he's a really nice guy. And he's like, hey, he's from Armenia, I think. Hey, you hear about satellite? I hear it drop in Orange County. <laughs> Come on, man! Stop! Stop this insanity! I like it. There was no satellite. Yeah, you know, this thing had already dropped, and people are tracking. It's still in orbit. It's bull crap. This thing is probably if if any of this is true, it's going to land uh, on the twenty seventh. It'll crash into something right when the president uh, has to go into his no, cock pistol isn't there a movie mode. Coming out. It's always about a movie. Yeah, of course. Abduction. It's in theaters now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just came out. Abduction. Of course, there's a movie out about it. But the whole thing, I mean, it's un- it was just unbelievable. We got 80 people arrested on Wall Street. And by the way, that story is still ludicrously undercovered. Yeah, you know, again, it's the only guy who, was, uh, who, was, who I've seen. Actually, I did see a small piece last night late, Don Lemon on CNN. Yeah, everybody, I'm Don Lemon. <laughs> I'm gay. And I wrote a book about it. Now, here's the news. Is um, the guy on current TV, what's his name? Oberman. Oberman, yeah. Yeah, Oberman is harping on it. He's making hay with this. Well, everybody else snoozes. Oberman is kicking ass. How can that happen? Because no one's watching. It's easy to kick ass when, when no ass showed up well, to the fight. As we well know. <laughs> that's, that's real easy. No, but, the, but there's some bad stuff going on with this. And Oberman had uh, Michael Moron, who... Uh, which, by the way, sounds right, doesn't it? Michael Moron. 
had Michael Moore on the show, who was doing the rounds again. I don't know what, why. Okay. Is, is he the voice of the people? I don't like this man. He the voice ir- of the fat man. Yeah, he, he irks me in so many ways. Yeah, I, I find him extremely annoying. And he does two but very... Besides the fact that he's a phony. Yeah, well, yeah. He does two very, very... You, by the way, did you know that when he was doing that movie about me and General Motors or whatever the heck it is, <laughs> that he had nothing but he had a million meetings with that guy that he couldn't have a meeting with? He's a liar. He, he, he makes, you know, he makes entertainment. So he does two very dangerous things in his speech, in his little crosstalk here with, uh, with Olbermann. Two very dangerous things. Uh, well, actually, one dangerous and one just shilling for the for the president. Uh, th- this um, I don't I can't speak for why uh, the networks uh, have not covered this. This is really the very first down on Wall Street in the financial district. By the way, what kind of idiot are you? If I, I I don't know why they're not covering it. Are you an idiot, Michael Moore? Are you a total dick? They're not covering it because all these networks are paid for by banks. NPR, Ally Bank is their biggest sponsor this year. Are you kidding me? The very first attempt since the crash of 08 to to uh, take a real stand, and um, it's been powerful. And and I gotta I gotta believe that even though it may only number in the hundreds right now, this is gonna grow not only on Wall Street but in communities all over America. And I would encourage people. It's not watching in the hundreds. He's wrong. Now, keep listening. Listen very closely what he's saying. Show. To think about, okay, you can't make it to New York City, but there's a branch of Chase Bank in your town. There's mm-hmm. a branch of Bank of America. And there's nothing preventing you from organizing a demonstration outside that branch with signs, uh, with possibly even civil disobedience. Now, this is very dangerous what he's doing here. So first of all, the left uh, is co-opting this, uh, this uh, what I really truly believe is a grassroots revolt. Because, you know, people got nothing to do. So they're like, yeah, I think I'll go down, down and hang out at Wall Street and you know, beat some drums and uh, let people know how unhappy I am. But he is now inciting violence, which, uh, all things considered, we, I totally believe that he's, uh, he received the call from uh, the administration. Hey, man, go out there and rile them up. Rile them up. And let us just remember what Ron Paul said when asked about H.R. 645. I have a quick question while you're saying that. Do you think Americans are justified in thinking that H.R. 645 could lead to detainment camps for American citizens during martial law? I don't know this number, you have to tell me. It's the Emergency Center Establishment. Yeah, I know that's their goal. They are setting up the stage for violence in this country. There you go. They're setting the stage for violence in this country, and Michael Moore is now a part of it. He's riling people up so that they can be sent to the detainment camps. And now he comes in and shills for the president's job bills. To make your voices heard. They think they're going to get away with this. These people who stole the pension funds of the American public, who stole their money, who stole the future of our kids and grandkids, they think they're kleptomaniacs and they think they're going to get away with it. They are. They have taken our democracy and formed it into a kleptocracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if yeah. if if we don't stand up, if we don't have our voices heard, they believe me, they're not done yet. There's a reason why corporate America, and I think you've pointed this out before, they're holding two trillion dollars of cash in their bank accounts. They've never done this before. Which this is bullcrap, by the way. Never held on to that much. Take it. They've taken that money out of circulation. And they're waiting. They know the other shoe's going to drop. And as Mayor Bloomberg said last week, he said there's going to be riots in the street. Bloomberg, another shill. Riots in the street. They're riling them up right now. If we don't 
provide jobs. Jobs. Right oh, we need some jobs. That's what we it need is. The jobs bill. Pass Just it now. Pass it now. Pass this bill, which I've still not sent to Congress. Pass this bill. No, this is bad. And I don't have any clips of it. Maybe you do, but. Uh, there was a whole bunch of news yesterday about the president speaking at the uh, Black Congressional Congress oh, yeah. caucus. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm very worried. I'm worried about race riots. Uh, I'm worried no, about race riots are in the cards. Yeah, but this is predicted by the White House insider. Race riots. Yeah. This is not going. This is not. Yeah, it's not going to be. That's one way to get the blacks back out and to vote for Obama's reelection. Get is some it, race riots. Is it, get some, is it really? Is it really come to that point? You really think that's what? Yeah, it has. And meanwhile, of course, the uh, uh, Mimi unturned the information that um, uh, the Craigslist postings. We have a backdoor to Craigslist, mm. so we can do uh, universal searches <laughs> for, for uh, trannies. The, <laughs> tranny the shill, actually you i don't know where you go for your trannies but i don't think <laughs> craigslist, craigslist is awesome <laughs> so anyway the point is is that there's a back door that you can do these and you'll find these these uh, carpool searches are are putting ride shares up there for people to make it to uh, new york oh yeah uh, from all over the country well and this this is very good Unfortunately, uh, mainstream not covering it. Not good. And I, I really don't believe this is a leftist movement or a right movement. I think it's just a movement. I'm seeing all kinds. I'm watching this well, live stream all day. You start looking at the stuff on online on YouTube where the stuff is, keeps getting taken down, but you run into a lot of... It's a, the variety of people that are bitching and moaning on Wall Street is extremely varied. It's diverse, for sure. Very diverse. But, you know, as you pointed out on the, on the last show, that this was not set up by the State Department, so this can't get any coverage. It's no good. You can't, hey, 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 slaves, you can't just start like a riot without us controlling that. That's not good. You can't do that. And that's exactly what's taking place. Well, I'm all for it. I keep thinking that, it, you know, this is going to start to spark more. I'm going to start to Occupy Wall Street Radio or something like that and just... <laughs> It's an idea. This is Occupy Wall Street Radio. The cops are on the move. I got uh, one clip. If you go to Dvorak.org slash blog, you'll find a couple of uh, uh, clips about this that are from uh, various uh, postings. The only uh, broadcaster that cover it in any, to any extent is RT. Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. But anyway... Yeah. Uh, they show a lot of people in the street with some of this B-roll that they just have posted all over the place. And one guy's moaning about how come, where's the lawyers? We need the lawyers. Where's our leaders? We need, this movement needs leaders. Ah, wait, same, is, that, is that a call? So it's that same old, it's that same old need to be, you know, nobody can really think for themselves they need a leader. So, um, uh, I don't know. Well, there was that one. mixed feelings about uh, it. So the, the one uh, thing that was very disturbing, and I saw the the raw video footage, and not not being there makes it rather difficult to actually see what's going on. But to me, the action uh, of the New York uh, uh, City Police Department were unwarranted in what they did. Here's a 18 second clip of the report. Police arrested at least 80 people in New York City demonstrating against bank bailouts. Officers tried to corral people who were being unruly with orange netting. This video also shows one woman getting pepper sprayed. Police said the reason they used that force was because of protesters' disorderly conduct. So, uh, I don't know if you saw that video. There's like three, four chicks, uh, you know, like with, with bare midriff outfits on. It's kind of cool. 
And they're yelling and they're hooting and hollering on the sidewalk. And then the cops bring up this this orange meshing, which is kind of like, it almost looks like construction mesh that you use instead of a fence just to put something up there for a second. Or maybe in Hollywood Hills, you'd use it for, to, for stuff that's rolling down the hill. And they start to wrap them in that. And all of a sudden, one cop just like maces these chicks. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's not like they were throwing any. I can, not that I can see. You know, disorderly con well, because you weren't in the in the free speech zone that's the problem is these people aren't pay, playing by the rules you have to go to the free speech zone which i think is somewhere uh west west 190th street that's where you can go be in your free speech zone that's the problem that's why it's disorderly conduct well, good on these people mickey actually said yesterday should we uh, go to new york i think you should I think I can do. I, I my answer was I think I can do more good just being here and following everything and reporting on it. I think I think you should go. Yeah. Okay. Well, when Randy Carvin reports on it, and maybe you can have a couple of meetups and, and maybe you know. By the way, this was irksome. I guess over the weekend in Boston they had the uh, National Online Journalism Awards. The uh, is it the NOAAs or something like that? Is this, really? is Never this heard familiar to you? Yeah, it's like Huffington Post won best blog, big site. Because the categ- blog is not a blog. Are you the, kidding? the categories are big site, medium site, little site. Uh, BBC, this is crazy. BBC won uh, best reporting. <laughs> <laughs> and some guy, I don't know if he was the president of NOA or something, because I saw you know I saw this tweeted through all my filters said. Andy Carvin is is the Chuck Norris of Twitter. Like really, <laughs> really. Oh, that's what he it's come to. Award too. He did not. He did not receive. I guess that was his honorary mention. He did not receive an award. The Chuck National Norris of Online. Twitter. What is the name of this operation? Uh, I think it's N O A. Let me see. It's a. Uh, oh, wait a minute. It's the America Online Journalist. So it's American. Online journalists, I think. Let me check. It's uh, funny. The NOA is the National Outsourcing Association. <laughs> yeah, is there a difference? They have awards. Is there a difference? <laughs> Great job. You've gotten all the, rid of all these jobs, and now you know. Here's your award. How did you do that? Uh, I thought it was. Winning an NOA award is a huge accolade. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for outsourcing jobs. Maybe it's NA, I don't know, National America. I don't know. I, don't know. I thought it was NOA. Well, it's not. This is the NOA. It's the National Outsourcing Center of Excellence in Outsourcing. Hold on a second. Who won the awards recently? Hold on. Let's see who the sponsors are Nelson Hall, R.R. <laughs> Donnelly, KPMG, IBM. Fujitsu, these are your, uh, these are the companies. Wait a minute, are you, are you on the site now? Did you find it? I'm on national outsourcing. I've no. been distracted. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Here's the 2010 finalists and winners. No, that's not what I'm talking about. The BPO contract of the year, Logica and Exelon. Oh, now, now you're irritating me, John. Now I got to, now I got to go and find this. It was a big deal. Uh, uh, Randy, well, Randy went to uh, Boston to be at the awards. Everyone was there. Ooh, let's see. Uh, American been thought, doing online longer than almost anyone that won an award. I can assure you. Yeah, but you're not a journalist. You're a columnist. Yeah, but I uh, well, 
It's beside the point. It should have been there as a. It should be grandfathered in. Here it is. I think it's. But uh, no. <laughs> so Capital One wins the award for academic achievement. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Teaching people about outsourcing. Online news. Oh, maybe it's the Online News Association. Try that. O N A. There you go. That that would. I, yeah. There we go. Journalists.org. N O A O. Journalists.org. They got that's good move. Yeah. N O N A. 11. Here's the uh, award, the online journalism award winners. <clears throat> okay. This, by the way, is uh, partially funded by the Knight Foundation. I guess Knight Ritter is that. Uh, to get of? into the conference, it costs 599 bucks. Oh, yeah. That's if you're a member. So the, the banquet's 125, members 20. General Excellence in Online Journalism, large site, BBC News. General Excellence in Online Journalism Medium Site, The Globe and Mail. Let's see. That's a medium site? I guess so. I don't know how they... Uh, uh, breaking Globe news... Globe and Mail is the, is the New York Times of Canada. Here's the funny thing, though. So and the award for breaking where you, news... Where do you see that? I got the online journal. I got a board. I got past winners from 2010. I don't see the 2011 awards. It's on the right there, down on the right-hand side. Journalist.org. Uh, so here, uh, breaking news large site... Uh, goes to Al Jazeera. Uh, on, the, on the very same weekend, it turns out that Al Jazeera is run by the CIA. Duh. <laughs> They're going to give them an award. Good job, guys. Specialty site journalism affiliated. NPR Music. Wow. Where are you seeing this? Okay, if you go to journalists.org. Yeah, I got it. On the right-hand side, it says, you go down, it says, latest posts. Okay. And then it says, 2011 Online Journalism Award winners announced. I just click on that? Yeah. How come we weren't in there? Podcast. They even have a podcast. Uh, no podcast. No podcast. Because podcasters are just uh, the, the considered lowlifes. <laughs> you have VJs, and below that, somewhere underneath whale shit, is uh, podcasters. <laughs> That's right. Look up, John. Don't get any Online in your eye. Online commentary, blogging, small, no award. Online, I can write, write all kinds no. of online stuff. <laughs> blogging, medium site, no, no award. award. You know why? You know why there's no award? I, you, let me tell you why there's no award. This is not one of those award ceremonies where they just go find the best things and give them awards. You have to pay money to enter. Ah. This is a money grab scam. Oh, really? Award. And oh. if you look at all the people that won, they've all got money. Al Jazeera, Voice of San Diego, Globe and Mail. You know, they all right, let, they, right. they give their couple hundred bucks or well, whatever. If you click on ONA11, that'll show you the sponsors of this. Uh, so it's ONA11.journalists.org. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Sponsored by NPR, NPR Boston University, PBS, 90, 90.9 WBUR. And Al Jazeera is a sponsor, and they won yeah. an award. And Disney Parks News Bureau. Do, 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 do. That, that's where I go to get my news. Hey, everybody. Straight from Disney Parks News Bureau. This is Adam Curry reporting. The mouse is gay. Unbelievable. ESPN.com. Oh, see all sponsors. Wait, there's more. Those are just the big names. Those are the, those are the gold. No, diamond. 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 Gold is Google, MSN, AP, Frontline. Market Wire, Gannett Foundation, CNN, Reuters, Silver. You know, we need to do one of these. We can get some yeah. dough. It, it's a full time job. What doing one of these award shows? One of that one at this level, yeah. You know, I look at that guy. Uh, what's his name? Loic, the Loweb guy. 
Yeah, that guy. That's a, that's a scam. That's so awesome. He does something in Paris, which is a good location. Oh, yeah, so everyone wants to go, even though he does it in November, December. Yeah, it's well, like miserable. <laughs> no, but no Americans know how bad it is in but Paris. That, in the- yeah, but they don't, oh, we're in Paris. I'm having my hair done with Hilary. Yeah, because he gets it really cheap. He gets the convention hall really cheap in November. Yeah, because it's off season. We should do this ourselves in like, you know, I don't know, Amsterdam or something. We could probably arrange it there. Amsterdam would be good. It'd be good. Still has its reputation, even though it's all bogus now. Yeah, it is totally bogus. Anyway. Anyway, so uh, congratulations, Randy Corvin, with your uh, uh, accolades as the Chuck Norris of Twitter. Awesome. That's just great. Chuck Norris of Twitter. Does that mean he's gay and is a lousy actor? I mean, what does this mean? In the morning. I don't think Chuck Norris is gay. Well. No, I don't think so. Well, it reminds me of a story that uh, Mimi told me. She uh, used to do credit card. uh, She used to be one of those people on the phone that would tell the people, cut up his card. (laughs) And one of Chuck Norris's cards got away from him and ended up with uh, some uh, buddy of that persuasion. And uh, the whole thing was hushed up. And it was a very interesting story. You'd have to hear the whole thing. But it's an indicator that you just you just you just set me up for a great story. And it fizzled right there. That's no good. Come on. What happened? What? So so the card was was, I'm not here to demean anybody. Chuck Norris is a good Republican. Oh God! So anyway, oh my God! <laughs> now you've you've dug the hole even deeper. Wow! Wow! So what does a silver sponsor pay? I wonder. And a bronze? No idea. You know, we were laughing the other day about. Uh, um, I got invi- personally invited by Ray Lane uh, to join his award ceremony. The HP, like, what was it? The Technology Genius Awards or something. And, uh, you know, the, it's like 50000 to 35000 You can't go unless you buy a table. You know, what, is, what timing, eh? To give, to give uh, Ray Lane an award when, right in the room when they fired their CEO. Yeah, it's Bringing bad. in Meg Whitman. Okay, okay, go on. I, I found something that I have to talk about. Okay, go ahead. I have the sponsorship packages in here. Oh, okay. $40,000 for the top uh, uh, online journalism or banquet package. If you're a diamond sponsor, it's 30000 bucks, uh, And there's various levels. It depends on how much free stuff you get. Mm-hmm. And there's only so many. There's a $25,000 one that was sold to Boston University. And by the way, why is the university dropping $25,000 of money that could be used for student activities or whatever on something like this? Uh, it's, huh? it's PR. It comes from their P, their marketing budget because it uh, it puts them in a good light. The Platinum Awards is $20,000 and you get a QR code placed <laughs> in the conference area. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, hold on. I smell opportunity. How much for this QR code? You spend $20,000, you get twenty for $20,000. ESPN did this, by the way. You get a specified number of scannable codes placed in conference <laughs> area accessible to 1,000 attendees. You get two. You get two for twenty thousand dollars. You get two. Count them passes. Yeah. For the conference, you get four memberships to the ONA. You get a full color ad in the conference program guide. You get a logo, (laughs) and you get opportunity to speak on the dais. You get no. You get an exhibit table. You get a logo in the conference email newsletter. You get a logo. 
at the conference website, and you get a logo, which is linked, and a 60-word oh, description on the sponsor. 60 page. words. 60. Yeah. Count them. For $20,000, this is what you get. So here's the meeting that the BBC had. The BBC, by the way, the British Broadcasting Corporation, who apparently paid $40,000 to get an award um, for their diamond sponsorship or gold or whatever. Uh, hi, John. We've got forty grand here. Now we can either go and see the Chuck Norris of Twitter or we can go see Barack Obama. For 36000 we can take four grand and go spend it on hookers and blow. What do you say? Uh, Obama, of course. <laughs> 36000 800 the, Yeah, 36, it's gone up. 36800 in the Seattle. And he's in, the, I guess he's coming to L.A. tomorrow. And then um, this week he will be in uh, Denver. And, of course, we're expecting the uh, cocked pistol DEFCON 1 drill to take place and for him to be rushed underground. They practice for this over the weekend, by the way. Ah! Go back, go back. The terrorists set off bombs and tossed bodies from a light rail car near Coors Field. They opened fire on officers trying to rescue hostages from an RTD bus. At the same time, at Denver Smedley Middle School, terrorists shot children, took hostages, and set off bombs. Forcing SWAT units to work in conditions where communication was almost impossible. At another school, Community College of Aurora, the attacks left mass casualties. The SWAT team has moved in. We are now seeing the hazmat uh, group go in. And it all started at 5 this morning at the Park Meadows Mall. Today is a exercise to test our capability and our capacity to react to the unknown. How many are there? 1,500 officers from more than 100 agencies took part in the exercise. <laughs> more than 500 volunteer actors helped set the stage. We need you to exit with your hands up. None of them knew what they were going to face and had to deal with each crisis as it unfolded. At the end of today, our community is better off because their first responders have tested themselves. I got to tell you, I was watching this video, and uh, it looked so real. It really did. Well, they're just practicing for the false flag. Yeah, well, but these types of, you know, so the false flag, it could, it could also just be pure exercise. You and I have talked about this, actually, when we were in San Francisco, that uh, some of these things you really don't know anymore. I mean, you, you, you watch television, like, oh, you know. And they they threw a doll out of a light rail train onto the tracks, and like the doll's head smashes into the into the third <laughs> rail. It looked very convincing. I'm like, my goodness, this is this is horrible. Practicing for the real thing. Whenever these drills take place, something bad happens. I fear. Well, I fear. Bad's happened recently, except this ONA award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me go. I got. It. Hey, everybody, look at the satellite, and don't look at the Chuck Norris of Twitter. So uh, be, I want to thank a couple of our executive producers. But before I do that, I want to bring up, I want to discuss the Diamond Award. This is what people pay. <laughs> we get like 100 bucks, 50 bucks from people. This Here's the $30,000 Thursday night opening reception sold to. This, is, this was paid for by NPR and PBS. This kind of money that people give them money. This yeah. is where it goes. Yeah, this is, what, this is what your money, your donations to our national treasures is going to this. Yeah, here's what you get for $30,000, opening night reception. You're, you're the diamond guy. 
introduction remarks that you have the opportunity to address the audience of more than 700 people. Woo! You also get for keen for the keynote logo signage, you acknowledge you, you get acknowledged as sponsorship placed on live streaming of event. So you have a little bug, bug there somewhere. Three, count them, three full conference passes. No. Oh. 10,000 bucks a pass. That's a good deal. Yeah. Six ONA memberships, three with full conference passes, and an additional three to attend conference at the member rate, which is a fortune. Uh, one full color ad in conference program guide, premium placement, Ooh. whatever that means. Mm. Logo name listed as diamond sponsor on signs at conference. Exhibit table at job fair table. Nice. Insert and promotional item in attendee gift bag. You get to give them something. Wait a minute. Job fair? Was there a job fair? Apparently. I mean, I could have gotten a job? Yeah. Uh Logo placed in conference email newsletters. Logo and link prominently placed on conference website. (laughs) Logo linked and 60-word description on sponsors page on conference website and in program. Sponsorship acknowledgement during live streaming. We want to thank PBS. And for, other for the live stream, <laughs> other considerations negotiable. Ah. All right, John, uh, how did we do today on donations? Compa- Terrible. <laughs> it's because all the money went to these guys. We actually have. Uh, we I did open the mailbox when so I picked up a couple of extra uh, produ- executive producers, but let's mention who we have: uh, Sir Lenart Share Media. And his last name is cut off by my spreadsheet, which uh, is Rankus, I think it is. Rankema. Rankema, right. In Groningen. Groningen. Groningen, the northern part. Groningen, the northern part of the Netherlands. Groninger. Yeah. Groninger. $3.99, and with no real explanation of what that money means. Was that a check? Was that a check? Or was that No, that's real money. check is. Oh, yeah. That PayPal digit. That's real money right there for you. The check comes from James Howard. From West Lafayette, Indiana, 345.67. dot six seven. Want to thank him for that. Oh, he that's says, "Awesome, thank you." And then he says, fourteen hundred dollars. Holy crap! I thought Adam just liked to do to whine a lot, or I thought it said whore a lot. Uh, get out of that. Oh, what does this say? Extortionate state of mind. Oh yeah. No, what is he talking about? My electricity bill. Oh yeah, your your ridiculous electricity bill. Yeah. So I, I looked. Just, at my, I looked at the bill, by the way, and the graphs, the usage graphs, are exactly the same as June. When you were, yeah. So and you no, even there I, I wasn't there. So it's bull crap. Yeah. So I so I tweeted. So I see that LADWP, Los Angeles Department of Water and Power, has is tweeting like power's coming on soon. Yeah, we're working on it. Hey, we restored it real quick. So I tweet and I say, Hey, how come I was gone for six of the eight week billing cycle and I'm paying the exact amount as last time? Uh, at Adam Curry, please call 1-800-LAWP for information on billing and rates and queries. Pussies. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, according to uh, James, this contribution puts him over a 1000 We have to check that, so we'll give him a knighthood next show. Cool. Please don't uh, wave that sword around my middle finger. I need it to <laughs> tell people what. I think of them. <laughs> Finally, please send some karma to my friend Tim Wang, the American Borrowed and Cloners. He's probably depressed after hearing about the other Chinese in episode 339. All right, here's some uh, karma for you there, my friend. You've got karma. And then uh, a, a, a uh, 
Associate Executive Producership goes to Sir Michael Miller for $200. It's his birthday, yay. And coming from, and then a check comes in from Glasgow uh, from, uh, let's see, who is this? It's not on the check. It's a. It's actually a, uh, looks like a bank check. Mark Wilson. So, so wait a minute. So what you do is to make me not be, like, bummed out. You see that the PayPal is low. You go to the post office box and you like <laughs> rummaging in the corners to see if anything was stuck there. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, yeah a couple of checks. Came in. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. This is the business we do while the ONA charges $40,000 to those, those, yeah. those douchebags at PBS <laughs> to give them money and who, which would, and the money came from the public. So I went to, and it goes, it just goes around and around. Uh, I'm a student, by the way. This is Mark Wilson. He gave us $200. I'm a student and thought I'd drop you a line to say that No Agenda is the best podcast in the world. Mm. I would like to ask for a de-douching and some karma for the year ahead. You guys rock. All right, here we go. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Double shot, tight. Very good. And so he's in uh, Glasgow, Scotland. You know, there's, there's one other thing, uh, just as we're talking about money. We are doing it so wrong. We are doing it so wrong. I see this commercial on television. You know, we've, we've done the challenge coins, and uh, which, by the way, we know we did that one wrong. But uh, I guess we, uh, there, is there still a challenge coin on noagendanation.com? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think Eric's got that. that Dude, we one. suck. We totally suck. Our offer is no good. <laughs> Listen to this. This is an ad, and it must be sanctioned by the Department of Defense and by Barack Obama because they're all on this challenge coin. Uh, it's, but it's not just the we coin. We popularized the challenge coin here on the lowest levels. Yeah, well, we get zero credit for it. We get zero credit, and we're getting screwed because these guys. I mean, I don't know how they do it. I mean, we we, we suck. We, you and I, John, just suck. Listen to this. Uh, hold on. November eleventh, two thousand and one. The terrible events of that day will live in infamy. You hear how our spot has to be? We're not doing the spot right, first of all. We're not promoting it correctly. You got United that voice. States yeah, I know. We're not doing it. ...would ensure that those responsible would pay the ultimate price. Justice will be done. On May 1st, 2011, elite members of SEAL Team 6 carried out a daring operation with extraordinary bravery and precision. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world justice has been done ah. and now the historic coin mint is making available this rare commemorative coin paying tribute to the navy seals who carried out operation geronimo featuring the courageous seal team and their secret stealth helicopter see we don't have a secret stealth helicopter on our coin this is sucks. You know, here's the, uh, <laughs> We're no good. Listen. So here's something. Who does this? Who is this from? Is this the Franklin Mint, the New York Mint? Who does this? Something like that. But just, the, well, the, you have to get Barack Obama's permission. Of course, his name is on it, and they've got the secret stealth helicopter. John, we don't have a secret stealth helicopter. How can we compete? But it gets worse. On the other side, the tragic reminders. The World Trade Center. The we don't have a World Trade Center to put on our coin. Pentagon and Flight 93. This beautiful limited edition sovereign is layered. It's a sovereign. See, we have we're not doing it right. It's a sovereign. Magnificent 24 karat gold. A collector's item. It's valued at $100, but is now available for just $49.95. But call in the next 15 minutes, and you can own this valuable heirloom for just $29.95. <laughs> 
It's valuable heirloom. I mean, <laughs> valuable heirloom. It's an heirloom. We we suck. We don't have stealth helicopters. It's not. We it's, need to gold plate the next coins. It's not. A, it's it's not a sovereign, and it's an heirloom. But but wait, there's more. You'll also receive this acrylic protective case to preserve it. And an acrylic protective case. I mean, play, we actually, we do have acrylic protective cases. We cases, have an acrylic protective case. But we don't case. promote it properly. We've got to say, you will have the No Agenda Challenge coin in an acrylic protective case to protect your heirloom from scratches and damages. This individually numbered certificate of authenticity. Individually numbered certificate of authenticity. Huh? But there's more. There's more. We'll also send you this silver edition coin as our free gift to you. So they're not, they're doing a, a gold coin, sovereign, and a silver edition. Plus, and they throw us Second coin in for free. Wow. But there's more. Be one of the first 500 callers. Now here's the best part. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they acquired it. Congress can't get a hold of it. But these guys are giving it away. Practically giving it away. And we'll also include the Operation Geronimo Military Briefing Packet. With photographs, <laughs> maps, and operational details. They've got the operational details. They've got maps. They've got the whole Geronimo package. It's a $79 value. Today, it's also free. Just pay shipping and processing. Shipping and processing. What's that? How, what? is, it, how, is, this, how is this memo a $79 <laughs> value? And, but the whole thing's like $19.95 plus yeah. shipping and processing, which I think is $10. Right. But it just, it just. Altogether, that's now a $260 value still wow. for only $29.95. You'll even have a 30-day inspection period to get a full refund of your purchase price. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. This offer won't last long, so order right now. <laughs> Call one 800 Yeah. So we well, need... Well, you know why we don't do that? No, why? Because we're not douchebags. Yeah, I know, but we're poor. Well, look at it. At least we can, least we, we can sleep at night. We need, Although I believe I they did, can I, sleep I, at no, night. I, did, too, I so didn't sleep too night. well last night. Trust me, I'm not sleeping all that great. Anyway, I'm very happy uh, in my new positive mode, which is working out great for us. My new positive <laughs> mode of just being thankful for anything we receive, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll we'll count how many ten dollar donations we got after my new uh, my new plea. I'll do that later on in the show. Uh, so very important, of course, if you do want to help the show. You know, we know you have a choice with your what you do with your money. You can uh, send it to NPR and PBS and have them uh, go on cool award shows and get free QR codes. Uh, you can, of course, go and get the uh, the Sovereign <laughs> with the secret stealth helicopter. I'm sorry. We can't offer you a secret stealth helicopter. And we can't get Obama's permission to use his... Uh, no, his, I, yeah. I don't think we'll get that permission either. And, of course, you can all do this at one convenient place. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Now, what we do have is we have some uh, interesting uh, PR initiatives. That's one thing we do have. Now, of course, there's, there's no money in our bank, but it's fun to talk about. Uh, these are domain names forwarding to noagendashow.com, fudfighter.com. It's kind of interesting. And uh, I didn't know, I, I was trying to, like, process this, inyete, I-N-Y-H-E-T-E.com, which apparently means uh, the news in Norwegian. So uh, we might get a couple of people going, yete, yeah, Let's go to yete.com, and they'll show up here. Um, <laughs> hi, Adam. Big fan of the show. Been on board since episode one. Had the idea of cloning perfect human resources in international waters and selling the offspring to the childless tech elites. However, my southern Korean science team is having a hard time pulling it off, so until I get it shaken and bacon, cloneperfect.com is forwarding to No Agenda Show. 
I appreciate that. This one is from uh, Molly Wood. Miss Molly Wood sent me an email. It forwarded me an email from uh, Trina Maria. Uh, and, you know, Molly went to Denmark. And uh, so this uh, Trina Maria sent an email to Molly Wood and said, Hey, so nice to meet you today. Really love it when we have an occasion to bring the girls together. Woo! Here's some details. My husband, Hans Hansen, he calls himself from Gitmo Nation Lego. Not sure what that means. Is a fan of Adam Curry. I think he heard every episode of the Daily Source Code. Of course, he listens to No Agenda. About a year ago, Hans bought noagenda.dk and redirected it to noagendashow.com. Uh, although he forgot to tell Adam, I still think it's quite funny when I told him I was going to meet up with you, the Molly Wood. He said, cool, Molly Wood. She knows Adam Curry. Awesome. Uh, I think Denmark is the home of the Lego. That's why it's Gitmo Nation. I know why. She didn't know why. Oh, I, I'm sorry. She doesn't understand the whole thing. She's like, ah. I don't know what that means. There was a recent initiative, and this was kind of cool. It started, um, I think, uh, beginning of the week, the Open Government Partnership. Did you read anything about this at all? No. It was a, well, there was a press release on WhiteHouse.gov, which I subscribe to, because I have nothing better to do in between watching C-SPAN programs. And it's um, about transparency, accountability, and citizen participation. It's like telling your slaves that all is well. And uh, all these countries have joined up, the Open Government Partnership, and it's all about you know transparency, not killing people, and being open, and showing them everything, and... I guess showing in the logs to the White House, and it was a big Obama thing. So uh, one of our uh, human resources somehow was able to register opengovernmentpartnership.com, and that's now forwarding to noagendashow.com, which I think is good. I'm sure a couple of people, a couple of elites will be like, let me see how our transparency is doing, and they might show up here. Uh, Charlie registered a whole bunch of them. Uh, rfactor-live.com, simcarworldseries.com, controlvideos.com. It's a whole list. Uh, none of them really stuck out, but we appreciate the sentiment. And, of course, you can always find uh, the full list of now 700 and growing, um, maintained by Simon Reed, uh, producer Simon R., at uh, domains.nashownotes.com. Of course, people listening to the previous programs and uh, registering some cool uh, domain names to help us get some more juice, greenagendas.org, now registered and pointing to the show, along with greendrones.com, which I think is just fabulous. That could be a product for us. Green drones. Adam Curry for president.com, presidentcurry.com, noagendaparty.com, all in anticipation of our run for the White House in 2016. And uh, what do we have here? CrackedSkullAndBoneSociety.com. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Along with VaginaPunchline.com. There you go. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's perfect. Vagina Punchline. Love it. FinalElection.com. And then uh, in the show notes, uh, the update to the No Agenda Human Resource uh, iPhone and iPad game. Now has a new world, the Hilltop Watchtower, which contains 33 more levels. Go ahead and buy that. Pick it up from the uh, the App Store. And there's a link in the show notes. Thank you very much, uh, Joe, who uh, put that together. It's a pretty cool game. It's fun. Fun to play. And then uh, this is something new that I just signed up for yesterday with all the Facebook tracking stuff going on. We now have our very own social network, nasocial.net. Mm. Yeah, you can. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a real social network. 
Really I like- also I also have a little uh, initiative for the for the our, our some of our listeners who maintain blogs and and post on uh, you know or, or mini blogs whatever they do yeah uh, so I've been people have been complaining about we don't have any banners so I've got now you can go to dvorak.org slash banners and there's at least three banners you can play with but I'm also requesting anyone who wants to design a ban- banner because I do have a, a link to the definitive page that shows every conceivable banner size available to anyone who wants to uh, design a banner. Yeah, we need some those. Look at your page. We need some help. Yeah, well, I said there's three. Yeah, yeah. But the fact of the matter is those are usable. Can I just point something out? You have been saying the fact of the matter an awful lot. Oh, I, yeah, you got to call me on it. Yeah. Just like, ring the bell every time I say yeah, it. Yeah, you know, because uh, this is what all these douchebags on TV say. And I, and I know why you're doing it's this. because I'm watching douchebags on exactly. TV exactly. I know. That's what happens. You pick stuff up. But it's very dangerous. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so the fact <laughs> of the matter is... The, <laughs> anyway, you can go... There's a link there to a site that is fascinating because it shows every conceivable banner, including the those big massive ones that sit in the middle of certain web pages. And so if anybody wants to design some banners and I would just advise, I'll post them on this site as they come in and then uh, you can use them uh, and you can link to them if you want to, if you don't even want to put the art on your own site and uh, it would get some, and this should all be linked to uh, noagendashow.com yeah. for now. Yeah. So uh, thanks to our uh, executive producers, associate executive producers. You know how it works. These are real credits, unlike the phonies in Hollywood. If you ever need someone to vouch for you, because, you know, you essentially did exactly what they do in Hollywood. You you support the program, the episode, uh, whatever it is, and you get a title. You get a credit. And uh, unlike the phonies in Hollywood, you know, we'll actually uh, we'll answer the phone. And we'll say, yeah, it's true. You know, here it is. It's absolutely proof. And it was a damn good show, too. Should you not have any chance to do that? Well, there's one other thing you can do. You can go out and you can propagate our formula. It goes something like this. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. All right, let me hear you all shout it for me now. Shut up, slave. So I do have a, I have a history lesson coming up later on. Why don't you do it now? Really, you want to do history lesson? Yeah, I, I love history lessons. Okay. So I um, was thinking about, of course, the um, you know the big thing that's happening in Europe, and my prediction, obviously, that uh, where we are headed is towards you know this is just one more notch in the chain of the one world government. Uh, the everything being controlled from one central spot. And, of course, uh, the general idea is we have uh, the Americas, we have the Europes, we have the Asias. Is there anything else we need? Have we covered it then? We, I guess we need the Africas. Yeah. And then we, yeah, so this is all the whole idea, the Trilateral Commission, and we've got the United Nations handling uh, uh, America. And so now we have this, uh, what's happening in, in Europe, and uh, I recommend you listen to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged. I played it uh, before we started today, because you guys always touch on a lot of it. <clears throat> the latest is that the Troika, which consists of the uh, European Union, the United Nations, and the International Monetary Fund, uh, have now come up with a, this plan that you know they're not going to let Greece default, because of course that would be very bad, because uh, then it's just dominoes all the way down. I guess they're going to pump two trillion euros or something into some fund, and 
And the end of this all is exactly what it, what they've been working on for uh, almost, well, yeah, since before I was born. 1956 is how far this goes back in Europe. And it's been tried a couple times. Napoleon, I think, tried it. Hitler tried it. They've always tried to put together this big, huge Europe. And it just doesn't work. But the idea is to say, well, you know what? <laughs> Either y'all are going to starve and die and it's going to be Armageddon or... Or you can give us more power in Brussels. So I went back to 2009 for Haiku Herman and 2008 actually for Barroso. He's a little, more, a little bit more egregious. So let's just, uh, and these are short clips, let's just uh, go back to 2009. Haiku Herman, Herman von Rompuy, the unelected president of the United States of Europe, uh, on the BBC, of course he was speaking in French, so the BBC uh, guy is translating what he is saying. Uh, fellow citizens. We're living through exceptionally difficult times. The financial crisis and its dramatic impact on employment and budgets, the climate crisis which threatens our very survival. A period of anxiety, uncertainty and lack of confidence. Yet these problems can be overcome by a joint effort in our, and between our countries. 2009 is also the first year of global governance with the establishment what? of the G20 in the middle of the financial crisis. The climate conference in Copenhagen is another step towards the global management of our planet. Yes. Awesome. So you can't deny that this is what the guy's plan is. Am I hearing this wrong, John? No, this has been just one of the themes of our show since the get-go. So now we have Barroso, who is the... Um, what is his official title, Barroso? Is he? And by the way, he's all, all over TV this morning too. Barroso is the uh, president. Uh, so uh, Haiku Herman is the president of the European Commission, and Barroso is maybe the head of the parliament. I think so. Let me just double check. I, I would hate to uh, go to the Book of Knowledge. <laughs> Consult the Book of Knowledge. Jose Manuel Barroso is the uh, president of the European Commission. So then what is Haiku Herman? Well, uh, let me see. Herman, he's the... Mm, they got so many different things there. It's, it's, oh, yeah, it's a scam. It's, it's just a money grab. It's amazing. He is the full-time... Pre oh, he's the president of the European Council, Starfleet Command. Ah, okay. Yeah, so, this, so we have the troops down below. That's Barroso. And Haiku Herman is uh, the Starfleet Command. Now, this is a little montage of uh, Barroso. In the financial crisis, Europe is leading the way towards a global solution. Today, Europe can propose the principles and rules that will shape a new global order. Kind of occasion where the crisis calls into question old certainties and minds are more open to change. Mm -hmm. These are very special moments. The goal should be to devise a system of global financial governance yeah. adapted to the challenges of the 21st century. <laughs> this is from 2007, 2008. So they've been uh, waiting my, for this. They've been just I'm looking at his personal details. He was the uh, Social Democratic Party in, in Portugal. Yeah. And his other political affiliation, which just makes nothing but sense to me, the Portuguese Workers' Communist Party. Yeah, oh yeah. So then I come across something on um, so what he's so what Barroso is basically saying is this crisis will make people's minds more open towards global governance. So obviously the crisis is set up because that's what they want. This is their big project. This is the the big thing they've always wanted to control the slaves of Europe. 
Right, and then leading to global governance. Global, of course. Now they want to not control the, just the slaves of no, Europe. No, they all want slaves. Us to give up our sovereignty, which is what you know. There's a lot of people, including Obama, that are all in. They're all all in, in on, on it. Yep. yep. Uh, give up our sovereignty, screw our own constitution, and become part of this, you know, new, new world, world order, order which yeah. is essentially a global governance system that uh, will prevent. Suppose, I mean, the. the the, the internationalists who are behind this, uh, many of them are ex-communists, uh, are, are behind this because they think it's the only way to prevent some outbreak of another wars that can take their property away, which is what always happens. Especially <laughs> I, you when know, I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you on that. I think they actually are steering towards war to kill more because there's too many of us. We got to kill some of them slaves. You know, the Georgia Guidestones say that 500 million people is enough. Which well, will basically that's, no, that, that's a possibility, but it has to be controlled. They can't have a real war where, where countries start taking over each other. No, 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 then, no. That's no good. No. And we can't have slaves sitting around. my stuff away. Yeah, no. We can't have slaves sitting around not working either. They can't be nonproductive. Right. Well, that's we, we try to throw as many in jail and put them to work there. Right. In America, we do it. So yeah, um, on com. Which is a fantastic resource. It's uh, and by the way, I'm I'm behind on creating accounts. Uh, there was some new features that were coming on board and stuff. So yeah, you know, I'm one guy here. All right, so it's uh, a lot of work. So if you've requested an account, it's going to happen. Uh, NoagendaNewsNetwork.com. I think it might have been Robert Leather uh, who put a a link to Aldous Huxley. Aldous Huxley, of course, famously wrote A Brave New World, which was the I would say, in a way, the counterbalance to 1984 by George Orwell. And if you have not read A Brave New World, you must do not pass go. Immediately go and get this book. It's You can get it, I think, from Gutenberg Press probably for free by now. Yeah, you know, it's weird because when I was a kid, they used to make everyone read that book. And now nobody even's heard of it. Well, when you were a kid, the ideas were still fresh. Uh, allow me to present. Yeah. And now it's like if you hear what Aldous Huxley is saying, it's a three part YouTube series. So it's like a half hour interview. Mike Wallace actually interviewing Aldous Huxley in the 50s. And uh, you hear it now. You're like, oh, my God. And yes, I, I actually do mean, oh, my God. It, it's it's it, what he was saying then came true. Mr. Huxley, in your new essays, you state that these various enemies of freedom are pushing us toward a real-life, brave new world, and you say that it's awaiting us just around the corner. First of all, can you detail for us what life in this brave new world which you fear so much, what life might be like? Well, to start with, I think this kind of the dictatorship of the future, I think will be very unlike uh, the dictatorships which we've been familiar with in the immediate past. I mean, take another book prophesying the future, uh, which was a very remarkable book, uh, George Orwell's 1984. Mm -hmm. Well, this book was written at the height of the Stalinist regime and just after the Hitler regime. And he, there he foresaw a dictatorship using entirely the methods of terror, the methods of physical violence. Now, I, I think what, what is going to happen in the future is the dictators will find, as the old saying goes, that you can do everything with bayonets except sit on them. That if you want to preserve your power indefinitely, you have to get the consent of the ruled. And this they will do, partly by drugs, as I foresaw in, uh, in Brave New World, partly by these uh, new techniques of, uh, 
uh, of propaganda. They will do it by bypassing the sort of rational side of man and appealing to his uh, subconscious and his uh, deeper emotions and uh, his physiology even. And so making him actually love his slavery. I mean, I think this is the danger, that actually people may be in some ways happy under the new uh, regime, but they will be happy in situations where they oughtn't to be happy. I love this. I'm like, wow, drugs and happy and distracted slaves. Uh, we're there. Yeah, I think we are. We are there, which makes uh, our show ludicrous. <laughs> and if you listen, to the, if you watch this whole interview, uh, he he talks about television and, uh, you know, how, uh, well, you know, it's a very interesting device, uh, but it could totally be used to uh, uh, to mind control people. Uh huh. And they talks about Soma, the drug in his book, Brave New World. And he talks about all these mind. He says, not like cocaine or opium. No, no, no. The, the pharmaceutical industry, they're coming up with some really good drugs that will drug people just like Soma. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> John, were you not paying attention? You should have warned us earlier. Well, you know, uh, I think I might have. <laughs> Nobody's listening. <laughs> we are over at the, 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 the newspaper, the ONA, oh, the online the news awards, <laughs> dropping 40, 50 grand. Wow. So anyway, that's our history lesson for today. I thought that would be a little fun, uh, little fun thing to uh, to listen to. I don't know if it would be called it. I don't think it's, it's not really. It's more current events than history. It well, just so happens well, to have old material. Well, I have the current events version of it. This is uh, NCIS uh, recent episode. I've for some reason now I've taken over the job of uh, recording television shows and weird clips. He starts to turn the picture over. There. I go two frames back. See, that looks like a woman to me. No, it doesn't. It looks like a hairy pirate with a mustache. You mean Tony's assignment is to kill Johnny Depp? I like Johnny Depp. This isn't working. Well, it is too grainy. I cannot see anything. I don't feel comfortable doing this. I know. We're spying and family. Well, sometimes we must cross boundaries to protect those we care about. There you go. Sometimes we must cross boundaries to protect those we care about. Yeah, those hidden messages. I think I like the more overt. I've got a clip here from the the new season. By the way, the new season of television is dreadful. Oh, man. What have you seen? I, I saw um, Charlie's Angels. Oh, I didn't see that. It must be terrible. Oh, I mean, I, I, we did not last 43 seconds. It's so horrible. Well, I've seen uh, that new J.J. Abrams show, which is actually might have potential. It's called uh, usually. It's not the usual suspects. It's prime. Su- not oh, prime sus- please, not that piece of crap. Like uh, interesting person or person of interest or something like yeah, that. Yeah, person of interest. Oh, please. Yeah, I didn't watch that either. No, the big well, you thing. You watch it. You should. No, I said, no. Last night we turned it on for like three seconds. No, like, no. Last night was that woman's cop show. Oh, that's what they did. No, it was person it of interest night. was rerun last night. Re-run and tonight yeah. is Pan Am. Are you kidding yeah. me? And and the other one, right? We finally saw the one that was over promoted is Whitney. Now I have not is, seen that. That I've seen the the billboards everywhere. That looks like yeah, it might well, be that fun. Proves that the you know the, the old rule is if it's over promoted, that means it's no good. <laughs> okay, and, I haven't uh, seen it, so it sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. It's one of the worst shows ever. But when you when you start to deconstruct it, you can see because it's named after the actress Whitney Cummings. Yeah. You, you can see that the show had it, at its root, which is a goofy woman trying to, you know, just makes flubs all the time. 
Uh, you could see that it may have had potential if it was cut down, but you can see. But if you watch it, you're going to see the following uh, suits came into the picture. You can just see it and said, you know, we should be a little more like friends. Let's add four more people. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, can you meet in the coffee shop? Can you meet in the coffee shop? Raymond, we need a cra- crazy mom. Yeah, let's bring her in and a dad in the basement. That'll work. <laughs> I mean, it's, you could just see the suits came in and ruined this this thing, and now now it's a complete piece of crap. Meanwhile, Law and Order uh, SVU. Tell me if you can see what headline the, the Law and Order SVU clip. Tell me which headline this was. What headline this was ripped? The truth was ripped from this. Head, tell me where this story came from. This is a new show. Munch, Finn, I need you with the Park Milano over by Fifth. What's up? Maid says a guest sexually assaulted her Run. in the presidential suite. Run it, Captain. Yeah. Run it. Olivia, I'm sorry about your weekend. Meet the Vic at Bellevue. Get a prelim. All right, listen. Call her inside the lines. The suspect is Roberto D'Astasio. That's <laughs> our favorite to be Italy's next prime minister. <laughs> wow. see the laptop, sir? They better be sending a royalty check to Dominique Strauss-Kahn. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so and not only that, but they decided the writers were so uh, irked about this whole Dominique Strauss-Kahn outcome. They decided to send it. They actually put this guy oh, on he, trial. And he, does he go to jail? Does he go to jail? Yes, oh, of he course. Goes to jail. Of course, of course, because it didn't it didn't unfold the way it was intended to for some reason. Yeah, it's they, pretty. They funny. got the wrong. They got the wrong victim. Blue blood propagates Lucy's memes. There's a girl, young, in her twenties. What's her name? I'm not good with names. I call them all honey. But I thought I heard fighting coming from there when I was having my dinner last night. And what did you do? It was dinner. When it was finished, it had already stopped. You know the signs. You see something, you say something. Yeah, that's what you do. Hey, here's here's my message to you. Here's my, wait, first of all, if you're going to do that on the TV show, could you at least buy our jingle and do something if with it? See something. See something. Because that's an awesome jingle. You should be paying money for that. But here's the real advice. Turn off your television. Turn it off. It's science. It's bad for you. Put, I did get, put on a CD or these, something. These sorts of clips. I do have no, one. I'm not playing these. That was it. I thought. I thought you wouldn't have any. Wrath of Khan. This is a this is a callback clip. I still I watched. I said I gotta get this clip. We have to play. Well, actually, we can save it. But this is my one of my favorite Star Trek clips from movie number two. Well, let's save that for the end of show then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll save it for the actually, end. It's of, a good idea because that'll keep people like. Hey, man, I can't wait to hear that Wrath of Khan clip. <laughs> the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> the Wrath of Khan clip, man. That's so awesome. I really got to hear that. That's awesome. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! So, so they, so Congress has a, uh, you know, they're having all these different hearings, and so they're trying to, they're trying to nail the president somehow, even though they they can do really good work if they wanted to get him on these guns going into Mexico, uh, but they seem to be kind of wimping out on that. So they're going to after Solyndra. Right. I watched and, this hearing. You watched it too, I guess, huh? Yeah. And so the Solyndra so, guy. This ex- one here. Ex- explain Solyndra. Oh, I'll do it real quick. Yeah, so, go ahead. So this is the uh, uh, only one of many green energy companies uh, who received uh, half billion dollar loans. You know that Fisker, the fisting car company from Finland, Fisker, uh, also received half a billion dollars for a, the, an overpriced battery. And uh, Solyndra uh, is very, it's very irksome because they were uh, in uh, Washington in like July, like, hey, it's rocking, it's awesome, give us more money. 
And uh, then uh, in August, they file for bankruptcy. And the egregious part, I believe, is that they had already set up an IPO, which, of course, failed. And in the IPO, the investors were going to get out before the taxpayers' money, which is like, wow, how do you do that? I'm of the opinion, by the way, but even though I can't prove it by any means, that this whole thing was set up Mm. to embarrass the president. Especially once he went to the offices and started giving his speech, but but that, I, like I said, I can't prove anything. I like it. I no, it, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it has. Well, because it's too it's too quick on the draw. It's too coincidental. It's too many bad signs. But it's fun to watch these hearings, and especially when they're grilling some guy, and the guys can't answer the question because he's just beating around the bush and he gets away with it. But this is Republican. Uh, Lee Terry from Nebraska grilling Jonathan Silver of the Energy Department, trying to get him to say the president had something to do with his loan. And then he gets right to the very end, and like a douchebag, he doesn't ask the last question, which I found very annoying. And then they throw it to Markey in Massachusetts, who goes nuts, saying this is just a setup trying to trying to embarrass the, the administration, because, of course, he's a Democrat. And this is a classic, you know... Democrat Republican bull thing, bull crap uh, item that you get off a of C-SPAN, but it, but it is amusing to listen to. Restructuring time period. Well, the restructuring uh, occurred approximately a year later. Um, was largely conducted on a staff-to-staff uh, basis. Uh, there were uh, interactions. Was there interactions then? If you're denying that you received any any communications directly from the White House to you. No, what I'm trying to describe to you... uh, That's my question, so please answer my question. Did you receive, during your time there, any communications from anyone from the White House regarding the Solyndra loan? That's an easy question. It's either yes or no. And it actually has an easy answer. We work regularly um, on this transaction and every other transaction with our interagency colleagues at OMB uh, and at the... I said White House... I, I, I'm not sure what distinction that is. We work with the OMB, oh, Treasury, really? and, and, and How about, NEC. Do you want me to start naming individuals, Carol Browner and her staff? Well, Did I'm, you receive any communications? I, I'm, I think the question's fairly clear, and you're... It is, and, and what I'm saying... Mr. Mr. Silver, you're under oath, and he's asked you a question, yes or no. The, the question is, do we interact with, with elements, with different agencies? And the answer to that question is yes. Extensive. I did not say different agencies. I said Well, and White different House. individuals in, that age, in those agencies. We work. Okay, so you did receive. I just want people to know that this is, we actually do enjoy watching this. I mean, I, I sit, I mean, if you have the choice between Whitney uh, or uh, or person of interest or Charlie's Angels, you got to admit this kicks ass. It's you, very funny. You can't write it like this, and and ah, we need to do something with that because it, it's just funny. It is hilarious. Uh, communications directly to you from somebody in the White House. Uh, I don't I don't recall who would have been involved directly. What I can tell you is that uh, the, 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 the discussions around these transactions, as uh, Mr. Zients uh, referred to, are conducted on a staff-to-staff, a career-staff-to-career-staff basis working to develop the transaction. I just had an idea, John. I'm sorry to interrupt again. We should produce the people's court, but with these lines. <laughs> right? So, Shaniqua, did you talk to anyone in the White House? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, we could do that. That would just but use these storylines, but just you know do it in the popular setting. People are so dumbed down about how these things work. 
So once again, have you received, <laughs> you received any communications regarding the cylinder alone from anyone from the White House? Okay, well, I mean, Mr. Zients and I have talked about it. <laughs> Is it? Okay. Mr. Zeitz, have you? It's a fairly clear, obviously, Mr. Silver is not going to answer the question. Well, again, as to the loan itself, I wasn't involved when the loan um, was uh, closed. As to the restructuring, yes, I do interact with components of the White House. I, mean, I would make, draw a distinction between OMB and the White House to get to tap into their expertise on energy um, and on financial markets. Okay. And who was uh, your, the person that you were communicating with in the White House? The primary um, uh, expertise resided at the time in what was then the Office of Energy and Climate Control. That was Carol Browner's office. Carol Browner led that office, yes. Did they suggest to you, uh, my time is up. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. And uh, the gentleman from Massachusetts, Mr. Marquez, recognized for five minutes. And thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, very much. I'll just note, first of all, that if you want to waste American taxpayers' dollars, let's talk about the oil industry at record high profits getting $41 billion worth of tax money from taxpayers. And secondly, if you want to talk about loan guarantees, the Southern Company has received a loan guarantee 15 times larger than Solyndra. And if we're going to reexamine whether or not that's a good investment after Fukushima, after the earthquake, uh, near the North Anna plant. Let's have that hearing, because I think that money is in jeopardy, if you're really concerned. That's so, so Carol Browner, Carol Martha Browner, you know, she's a, an Al Gore lover. Yeah. She was uh, she's like... the climate change girl. Yeah, she's Al, Al Gore's uh, closest confidant. Oh, well, no wonder. Ah, oh, this is a woman yeah, is Gore horrible. Yeah, Gore had something to... Yeah, and Gore probably got something that has something to do with this. Is another untold part well, of the story. Well, of course, Gore. I'm sure was part. Who who are the who were the investors in Cylinder? Tell me if it was Kleiner Perkins again. Then Gore has a huge conflict of interest to this woman because he's in bed with them. Well, let's find out. Cylindra. Well, it doesn't really matter because I can tell you right now that Fisker is a Kleiner Perkins uh, investment, and I'm sure that went through uh, uh, Carol Browner as well. Well, while you're looking no, not, at that, uh, I, I'm not seeing it. Uh, I'm not seeing Solyndra being. Uh, all right. Well, oh, does, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's another one. Venture Beat. Uh huh. Green Beat. It could also be gr the Green Tech Fund. It has some, you know, it'll have some some kind of. Uh, uh, one culprit of internal government dispute is Solyndra. Cylindrical. Blah blah blah. Cylindra is a controversial recipient. Blah blah blah. I'm not seeing where who's funding. It, it, it'll have some kind of. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll look into it. George talk about it Kaiser later. Family Foundation, U.S. Venture Partners, Red Point, Virgin Green Fund, Madrone Capital, Rockport Capital, Argonaut Private Equity, Masdar, Artist Capital Management. I don't know. These are all names that you know. You have to go look at every single one. We will look at that. Meanwhile, um, by the way, open up the climate gate since we brought this up. Oh, my goodness. Uh, here we go. To the gate, to the gate, to the climate gate. Climate gate is open. John, I mean, you, you called for the gates to be opened. Something big must be going on. Well, yeah, the publisher of the Atlas yeah. is scrambling to refreeze Greenland. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah, this happened actually. Okay, I think it came out last week. They'd redrawn Greenland to re- to reflect the bogus claim that all the ice had melted, and I was like, oh, oh crap. So the Times actually ran this on page ten with the with the details. So of course, everybody already knows that Greenland has lost fifteen percent of its ice, which is bull crap. Because the calculation indicates that if it had, there would be uh, the sea level would have raised five feet by now. Right. And so there's a long story, and it turns out. What do you think the Green- Greenland has lost some of its ice? What do you think that the number is? This uh, the part that. Thank you, darling. How much? How much ice has Greenland? I'm going to say zero point one percent. Less than one tenth of one percent. So even less. I was on the high side. Well, that is so wrong. You are a damn denier, Jean Claude Dvorak, because Waxman, that douchebag, dog face looking dude, had this to say about Solyndra. Risk is an inherent component of the loan guarantee program. That is necessarily the case with a program designed to help new technologies get off the ground. The alternative is to simply give up on the important role that government can play in supporting development of these technologies. We need to face reality and stop denying science. Ah! Climate change is real and it is caused by man. In the past year alone, extreme weather has caused record floods, droughts and fires that have turned much of our nation into disaster areas. The future will belong to the countries that recognize reality and invest in clean energy. China knows this. China. And invested $30 billion in Chinese solar manufacturers last year alone. We need an effective strategy to compete. That is why Ranking Member Deget and I wrote the chairman yesterday to ask for a hearing. Unfortunately, we seem intent on denying the future. Denying! This night, Republicans, uh, last night, Republicans voted to block funding for clean vehicles. And they voted to take away funding for innovative renewable energy projects. That's not an economic plan for the future. It's a job-destroying strategy that keeps us tied to a fossil fuel past. The science is in! Science! And meanwhile, while the gate is still wide open, so now all of a sudden, turns out that E does not equal MC squared all of a sudden. Well, this has yet to be proven. No, I know, but the, the thing that's interesting, though, is where... So this is the Large Hadron Collider, which is this big money pit of <laughs> hundreds of miles of, of tubes underneath uh, Switzerland and you know, Basel, I think it is. And they're shooting stuff around. And uh, it's like, oh, we found particles that move faster than the speed of light, so Einstein must have been wrong. But no one's saying, well, if that, if that was wrong, could... Uh, Climate change be wrong? Should we question everything? It's easy to question the dead guy. Well, the funny thing is they put themselves in a bind, if you want to use that logic, because if it's not wrong, why did they think it was wrong in the first place? Is is it that flaky? Is all this data so flaky that they could come up with a misinterpretation of 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 the numbers? I mean, I'm concerned about this reminds me of that story we ran where the cops busted into the wrong guy's house. How can you trust any any part of their investigation if they can't even find the guy's house? You know what worried me about all this? Here's the report that I read. Hold on a second. So apparently, they're shooting these things around in Switzerland. But the scientists in Italy 
say, yeah, we received it. it the, the particles got here faster than they should have. Hold on. Are we shooting particles uh, across Europe? What are we doing? Seriously. <laughs> Apparently. Seriously. Hey, buddy. It's hey, like, here comes the particle your way. Hello. Hello, Italia. Italia. This is CERN in Basel. Stand by. We're going to shoot particles now in three, two, one. I mean, talk about terrorists. Don't be shooting. You know, what happens? Do the, the, the particles, do they pass through people? I mean, is, is, that, is, that, is that an okay practice to be shooting particles from Basel to Italy? <laughs> Answer me. Yes, it's very, very. It's part of this. Look at the look at the in the 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 proposal for this thing. You'll see it in there. It says we're going to shoot particles across down south. Here it comes. Really, you have it. I don't know anything about the uh, what they're up to. Don't even ask. That whole thing is just like a. I mean, we usually we're the ones leading the way. The United States is leading the way with this sort of uh, uh, particle research, and we couldn't even afford to do any of this stuff. We just said, "You guys do it. We'll take a look at the notes." So I'm sure they're screwing it up. No offense to the European uh, scientists, but yeah. you know, yeah, it's all it's all good though. Um, I, I just think it's funny. Like, yeah, uh, everyone's running news reports. Of, Einstein could he have been wrong? And then it'll be slow the- news day because there's real news out there. Okay, what's your real news? I got real news. I got some real news. You know, we're indoctrinating. You know, the uh, I think we all know that Hillary Clinton is uh, way on top of the psychological warfare that we are playing on uh, the peoples of the northern Africa, and uh, she's doing this by training techno experts five thousand at a time to, to start blogging and tweeting and tricking idiots like the. Uh, What's his name again? I don't the know. Chuck, the Chuck Norris of Twitter. Oh, uh, your buddy uh, <laughs> Randy, uh, Randy, Randy Carbon. Chuck, to, to trick him into retweeting stuff like the martyrs and that. Uh, they've got a new strategy. Organizers who want to topple the regime of President Bashar al-Assad are already adopting new strategies, especially in the capital where security is particularly tight. A few weeks ago, anti-government organizers launched a new tactic. What could that be, John? What could the new tactic be? Uh, Google Plus. No, 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 no. It's even better than that. If you if you had all the money in the world, you are the richest, most powerful woman in the world. You are Hillary Rodham Clinton, and you want to conduct psychological warfare. What would you do? I'd take out an ad. Releasing tens of thousands of ping-pong balls across Damascus, <laughs> painted with the slogan, Bashar must go. Brilliant. Brilliant, I tell you, brilliant. Ping-pong balls. Ping-pong ball company <laughs> she invested in. <laughs> that must have worked. So- How come I didn't see that on YouTube? Hillary, my ping-pong ball factory needs help. How come they didn't show that on YouTube? That'd that would be, be good. That'd be that. Boing, no. boing, 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 boing. <laughs> Here come the release the ping pong balls. And do they yeah, throw them out of a, a couple of dead animals <laughs> with ping pong balls stuck in their throats, and that'll be the end of this program. Well, they throw do they throw them out of a helicopter, or do they throw them out of the back of a truck, or you know, I'm just interested in how that works. I'd like to get one. It's got to be a collectible. <laughs> it's got it. Hey, maybe it has uh, the secret stealth helicopter painted on it. We need to get somebody in these areas to have to get us a couple of these ping pong balls. I think it's ultimate collectible. 
Meanwhile, the Ministry of Truth is hard at work in uh, in in the United States of Europe trying to uh, make Gaddafi look worse. Uh, now saying that they found footage, remarkable series of clips of the Gaddafi family at play while on a camping holiday outside Tripoli in the 80s, showing Hannah Gaddafi kicking a football and being cuddled by her father, saying that this proves that she was not killed in that bombing raid by uh, in the in the 80s. Huh. Yeah. It's like, wow, really? Well, let's face it, we're not getting real information. So I, I got a kick out of uh, this douchebag congressman from Oregon. What's his uh, name? His name is, I'm going to my red book here. Where the heart, where, uh, Blumenhauer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wears a, he's a, he's a bow tie wearing guy and he's oh. going on and on. He's obviously never left the Oregon area. It's so like, like and, Bill Nye, the science guy. And he, exactly. He's got the same bow tie, <laughs> yeah. slightly crooked. Yeah. And so he goes on with this thing, which just irked me to no end. I'm watching hearings, and then I'm starting. I'm just watching Congress, and you know when they come out and give their little speeches, and he's moaning about the, you know, about people attacking the EPA, and you know our air pollution needs to be, you know, handled better. And then he throws this little tidbit in there, which I have to comment on uh, after you're done listening to this guy. The loser bet that we will yet again have another study that we won't follow through. The losers under, I mean, the winners under this, the people who, who are cynical, who think that they, that they don't have to comply with the Clean Air Act. I notice that today in China Daily, dated September 22nd, the Chinese are talking about their tougher emission standards. They are talking about the fact that there's a pushback from their utilities because there's cost of compliance. But they know that there is a health benefit, they can't continue to pollute, and there's an economic benefit for people who move ahead uh, with the compliance. And the Chinese are going to make money by being cleaner, adopting technologies to reduce emissions. Mr. Speaker, uh, I'm embarrassed that we have, after 21 years, a proposal to a yet again delay implementation, that they're picking winners and losers, putting people who profit from pollution ahead of people who are responsible. It's just wrong. Time of the gentleman has expired. The Chiners. So the, this is this guy has obviously never been to China. He probably didn't look at the Olympics a couple of years <laughs> no. ago. When it was so smoggy, they couldn't even show anything. And the Chinese have no interest in cleaning up their act. Most of the pollution is actually so bad, it's traveling all the way across the Pacific. And when you go to China, and you, if you go look at, for example, Chinese art done by the locals, you will never see in any Chinese art piece, I've never seen it, and I have bought some of the stuff, the skies are always white. I don't know if you've ever seen a blue sky in China. It's a, just the most ridiculous situation in the world. And this guy holds it up as an example. He's, I, he's obviously a moron. I saw a blues guy playing a pretty good song in uh, China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, th- th- this is the thing that bothers me about uh, the people who are protesting on Wall Street. This, this is, it's not going to change anything. It's going to get you in jail. It's going to get some attention. What we really need to do is we really need to... We need to sit out of the Capitol Hill. We've got to get these idiots out of there. That's the real problem. 
That's that's where the real problem is. Yeah, they'd be they'd sweep down, and these guys would be in jail so quick that they'd be in one of those internment camps. So yeah. did you see which Ron Paul mentioned? Did you see the uh, any of the debates? Yeah, of course. I saw the whole debate. Absolutely. So they I, did you notice what they? There's two things. One, I play this. One thing that just really got me. This was. Play the odd Santorum moment. It's a very short clip I want to comment on, and this is like in the middle of something he was going on. Well, first about. of all, the odd Santorum moment is that the whole thing is sponsored by Google, the people who continuously allowed his his top Google result to be frothy mix. I mean, and now, of course, did he say anything? No, of course, of course not, idiot. Defend our country. We need to give the military, which is all volunteer, the ability to do so in a way that is most efficient in protecting our men and women in uniform, and I believe this undermines that ability. What would you do with with soldiers like Stephen Hill? So okay, now did you watch this thing? And they showed they showed the Santorum's talking about the military, and the applause comes way up, and everyone's hooting and hollering, and then they cut to the audience. And, and you, you know, it, no, it's I know, I know, you know, nobody is moving. I actually thought I was watching X Factor, but I tuned in too early, and it was the debates. And uh, <laughs> th- this thing was highly produced. Highly entertaining, without a doubt. Although they really got off track with the, the putting Romney and and Perry the whole time back and forth, but they gave uh, uh, Gary Johnson a good line, which he he you see him reading it off the paper, and he, he delivered, he delivered, but he was reading the oh yeah the punchline, he couldn't remember it. Which, by the way, now three other people are claiming it's their joke, like Rush Limbaugh is claiming it's his joke, and yeah, whatever. Uh, but just the beginning of that show, they brought him out like like X Factor contestants. They really did. And no, yeah, and, and it's like oh. Well, what bothers me is the sweetened, the sweetened audio. Response. Oh no, it's totally. And this it, is being it, used. I mean, you, they show over the and audience. Over. There is nobody. No one hooting and hollering. No one doing nothing. I know it's it. It is a scam. It's a Tele- television is a scam. It, there is no difference, no difference between the Republican debate with Fox and Google and Fox uh, running, I think it's on Fox, X Factor. There is no difference. It's the same audience. They probably, prob- the same. They probably did. get the producers. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they just, you know, they, they move Cowell out and then there's like, hold on, we'll be right and we're going to set up for the debates. Hold on, everyone sit, just hold your seats. There is no difference. Now, the thing that I found interesting was a the last time that there was debate, people got all over. They were there was no sweet and sound, and they got all over the the, the contest or the the contestants. The just say contestants. Yeah, no, the host in this case, the, the judges. Yeah, the three judges. They got all over them for being so impolite to Ron Paul, and so they ask him this question this time. Chris Wallace does, and it's like. <coughs> I've never heard this before, where they fall all over themselves to say thank you for responding, but this all the questions asked to Ron Paul were instead of the generalized generalized policy questions, they're all individual questions aimed at him to, to try to discredit him, every one of them. And uh, this one on Ron Paul on leaving the country is interesting because they throw it out there to let him explain himself. And I think he does a great job, by the way. And then they, they, they back out of it with this polite, I hope we don't get ridiculed by John Stewart tomorrow. Yeah. So let me say thank you so much. All of you answering questions. <laughs> 
Congressman Paul, I want to ask you a question about a comment you made a couple of weeks ago uh, about a border fence with Mexico. Uh, here's what you said, sir. I want to quote it. There's capital controls and there's people control. So every time you think of a fence keeping all those bad people out, think about those fences maybe being used against us, keeping us in. Question, Congressman. Do you know a lot of Americans who want to take their money and flee the United States of America? <laughs> yes! There are some. All the candidates up here talk about repatriation of dollars. They've already taken them overseas. We're talking about trying to bring in a trillion and a half dollars because they leave our country because we make it uncomfortable. Too many regulations, too much taxation. They can't start business. They've lost confidence. Yes, when countries destroy a currency, they do lead to capital control and they lead to people control. So I think it is a real concern. Yeah. And also, once you have these data banks, the data banks means that everybody's going to be in the data bank. You say, oh, no, the data bank's there for the illegals. But everybody's in the data bank. That's national ID card. If you care about your personal liberty, you'll be cautious when you feel comfortable. Blame all the illegal immigrants for everything. What you need to do is attack their benefits. No free education, no free subsidies, no citizenship, no birthright citizenship. And that would get to the bottom of it might certain a lot sooner. But economically, you should not ignore the fact that in tough economic times, money and people want to leave the country. That's unfortunate. Congress. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, they're, they're doing that in California now. They're uh, taking my tax dollars and educating uh, illegal aliens. Yeah. Uh, there was, you know, it's funny. Remember we talked about the EBT program? Which is the, uh, the the credit card used as a food stamps? Food stamps, right? Uh, you know, it's a, you know, people do uh, have to catch up sometimes on the show, and um, I got a whole bunch of emails. Actually, there's some YouTube videos out there, like, "Yo, swipe your EBT," and uh, it's about, well. Let me just read this from, uh, and this this is my actual tax dollars in the in the great state of California. Uh, this is Joe. Uh, I was just linked to the 9811 podcast. You were talking about food stamps at fast food restaurants. This is what I noticed that, the, that they were accepting against the regulations, against the the food stamp program, according to the federal government. Uh, they were they, you can, they were being accepted at Jack in the Box. I used to work for a community action agency, puke, he says. One of our programs was the, quote, food stamp outreach program. The food stamp program is now called CalFresh. <laughs> Words matter. Evidently, California underutilizes the program, so the USDA encourages such states to sign up as many people that qualify as possible. Of course, this money goes, a lot of this money goes into the coffers of J.P. Morgan, who run the credit card program. Uh, I was unfortunately put in charge of the outreach, which was an attempt to sign up as many people who qualify for food stamps as possible. I was sent to training to learn why we should be signing up people and how to do it more effectively. In the training, they told us the same ridiculous statistics you guys mentioned about how $1 in benefits generates $1.79 to the local economy. They never really explained how it worked, but they wanted to throw it out there for us in case someone questions the program. They also spent a session discussing fast food restaurants, accepting CalFresh benefits, and why we should support this. Their argument was, many people on food stamps live near such establishments, so that is their most convenient source for food. That is effed up. That's not food. It's not food. No, it's food. 
<laughs> it's it's uh, sand. Grind up some more wood and give it to these sand, people. Sand. Silica. <laughs> it's sand. It's sand and crap. And uh, uh, in the show notes, I'll put a couple of these rap videos, uh, I should say the hip-hop videos, because it makes you really sad. And the and the only place that apparently in California does not accept them is McDonald's. Burger King does, Jack in the Box does, the Chicken Hut, the, the Wings and Whatnots and all these places. And even some... Uh, Thrift stores accept them. It's a big ass scam, and I guess the way it works is the, uh, just listening to the hip hop music. If you have a kid, then your EBT goes way up. Mm. It's, it's a vicious circle. So, uh, no EBT for us. Yeah, no. Although we could use it. I just sent you an email. Can you can you access your email? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this will be in the show notes, everybody. Under JCD suspect picks. I don't think you saw this email. It came in, you were copied, but you didn't respond to it. And it cracked me the F up. The F? The F. So um, this was a parent teacher night. One of our producers goes. And, you know, it's like seeing the whole school. And, you know, I, the- it, it leads me to your uh, Curry.com thing, which yeah. where am I supposed to click on? And a bunch of MP3s. You, you see it says JCD picks, JCD suspect picks. That's what it says on the top, but it, but I got to the site and it's a it's your I don't know it's not on here. Really? Yeah, click on it yourself. Well, I just did. That's why top, uh, other top levels: Adams World, Public Dropbox, Show Notes. Yeah, go down there. And you see Anderson Cooper, Dallas, yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, oh, I Joe see. McGinnis, Joe McGinnis, Law and Order, Auden I'm Santorum. sorry. I'm sorry. Go go up one. Go up, up one level on the assets. Co- yeah, assets. I'm sorry. Now you see JCD suspect picks. Okay. All right. So I'll explain this while you look at the picture. So this is, um, they have like a crime scene investigation thing they're doing. And don't don't say it yet. (laughs) In one of these classes. And uh, so apparently the teacher, you know, the the kids have to figure out who done it. Right. And so she's just downloaded four random pictures from the Internet. And the, the, the perps, the suspects are Harry, Barry, Gary and Larry. And they're on the board, and they're printed out. And let's see. And we have uh, Harry, Barry, Gary. But then Larry is quite interesting. Larry uh, is a picture of you. It is actually John's picture yeah, as Suspect Larry. And it says here, he's and here's some of the stats on this perp. Caretaker at the local university. Lots of coins in his pockets and a lipstick. And he has a bad back. I'm saying you've done it. You're the guilty one. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Larry, how I mean, how does this happen that they like? It's like, do you Google search like um, evil-looking uh, suspects, and your picture <laughs> shows up? What is that? I don't know how they got that picture. I mean, it's all. I mean, if you if you Google me, you can find it. It's yeah, but your name's not Larry. No. So someone just thought it was appropriate to use you yeah, as, as some a suspect. Joker, some Macintosh user thinking it was a great idea. <laughs> anyway, you find that in the show notes, uh, which, of course, is just another one of the many services we have here on the No Agenda Show. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. Well, this is a short list today, that's for sure. People need to, uh, I think they need to step up a little bit here. Robert Simpson, $111.11, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. William Langford, unknown location, $100. Instead of dead flowers, I'm making a one-time $100 donation honor my wife's 52nd birthday. 
would appreciate some karma for our permanent. We should put her on the birthday list. Uh, hold on a second. Yeah, I'll open that up to make sure we do that. Yes. Karma? We would appreciate some karma for our permanent move back to the woods and the youngest daughter who's already moved back. You've got karma. Brian Borman in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Double nickels on the diamond in the morning. John Adam, thank you for a great product, even though I now find myself ranting daily. <laughs> we do too. I was hoping I could get some karma for my girlfriend is currently applying for graduate school. Brian from Westchester. Absolutely. Anything for the girl. You've got karma. Another double nickels on the dime from Luke Snyder, Terryton, New York. First, hopefully many of many donations want to request some karma from a relationship issue and some major life changes. Mm-hmm. Another karma. Yeah, it's always good. You've got karma. Pat Deary in Sarnia, Ontario, double nickels on dime, says, I'm tired of being a boner, but please don't de-douche me yet. Hmm. However, I'd like to call out Callum as a douchebag. Douchebag. He doesn't even listen to the show, but he's still a douchebag. <laughs> okay, well, that's not going to do us any good. Thanks for the quality work you guys do. Your shows always gives me something to think about. Vincent Farrell in San Jose, California, double nickels on the dime in the morning. John and Adam, here's enough to cover five people on the live stream. I know Adam was busy with the Hot Pockets tour, but I still haven't gotten my podcast license. Yeah, it's my fault. I wanted to check on that. I don't need karma right now, but I'd like to request Adam to do uh, the ha-ha huh, huh during the donation song. What's that? Oh, I know what it is. It's, uh... I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. No, maybe that wasn't it. No, I guess I not. I don't know. <laughs> Arthur Kessler in Acme, Alberta. Acme, Alberta. 50 bucks. Uh, Mike Bernstein in uh, Bettendorf, Iowa. $50. Rob in El Centro, California. $50. Love the show. Request some karma for myself and all the slaves. Still in the military. Give you guys minor props. You've got karma. I gave you guys minor props on the AMP version of the live free talk oh. live radio show. Oh, I did miss that. You got to say, you got to uh, send me good a work. And can I get a douchebag for my good friend JR? Douchebag. Also, Vision 9, uh, $50 uh, from Memorick, Ontario. We got a lot of Canadians today. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the great show. I'm giving the American Dream in Canada. Just getting by. Also, two checks came in uh, from that same box. One of them is for double nickels on the dime from Mary P- Pusateri in. It rhymes, it seems, in Bethel Park, Pennsylvania. In the morning, you, John, and Adam wanted to change my status from boner to donor. Mm-hmm. I used to listen just when my husband had it on and loved it, but now I'm listening on my own. Uh-oh. Uh, we lost the listener. <laughs> I was hoping for some karma. I've been of the looking end. for a new job with no luck for a while. Yeah, of course, darling. Karma for you, absolutely. You've got karma. And a check that came in from a bank from... Uh, from uh, Czechoslovakia, and it doesn't really say who from, but uh, we appreciate it. Came in through the Bank of America somehow mm. for fifty dollars, and uh, we thank uh, our foreign correspondent for that. And that'll be all we got this week, uh, which is a little bit of a letdown. I'm still very positive and very happy that anyone who thinks of us at all in these very tired and troubling times, we're all just living the American dream of just getting by. I'm happy with anything we get. I really am. I'm just positive. I'm positive more people will hear what we're doing, the work we put in, and realize it's all we do. And if we want to continue doing it, yeah, I'm already got to move. 
Go get a banner at, at Dvorak.org slash banners that and help. Uh, put it on your site with a link. That doesn't help. Everyone, uh, what do we have? It'll help. Everything helps. At this moment, 579 people on the stream. If everyone gave $10, if they feel that, they, <laughs> that they've had, how many $10 donations do we get, John? If uh, they, it's way up. Yeah. Way up. What is it up? One, two, three, four, five, six. We're wow. up one whole donation. <laughs> no, it was four. We're up two whole donations. Oh, hey, two. Okay. Hey, 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 it's, uh, hey. We saved or created some jobs. I think we saved some but jobs. But if everyone would donate 10 bucks, if you thought it was if you thought it was worth it, value for value, you tell me what you're spending your 10 bucks on. Uh, then a couple of uh, other miscellaneous mentions. Raymond Port, good friend of the show from, uh, he now lives in Norway, says, In the morning, John and Adam, I'd like to ask you for some karma for an unborn me and my girlfriend, Crystal, are expecting new life in the coming weeks. Due date, September 30th. Uh, so we'll be celebrating an ode to life exactly one year after our celebration of our ode to love. Uh, remember, they got married and I did a special daily source code for them. So uh, here's a karma for your human resource, uh, which will be worth, let's see, $9.2 million. It's actually it's gotten a little better. It's probably only 11 million euros, but uh, congratulations and good You've luck. You've got there. karma. Karma for the uh, the unborn. Uh, Mark Smith, uh, long time coming, listener since way back then. I haven't donated to the show. I've just signed up for the $33.33 Mothership Boarding Pass subscription. Thought it be worth mentioning that I had wanted to sign up several times before, but for some reason never went through with it. Now, after listening to the after show clip on 336 uh, by Louis Farrakhan, something stirred deep inside me. He was talking about the techniques outlined in Confessions of an Economic Hitman. The web of debt that ensures the loyalty of states where loans are so large the debtor is forced to default on their payments. Uh, anyway, a very long uh, note, uh, and he decided to uh, sign up. He also turned 33 last Wednesday, so we figured the stars were aligned. And uh, also earlier, cracked open a beer to write this message. At the very moment, moment, boys from the county hell by the Pogues played on the radio, uh, which has a great in-the-morning reference in the chorus. Thanks for your efforts. Love the show. Increase the peace. Decrease the police. Hey, he made a rhyme. And uh, Ryan Lee, who we're about to uh, knight. Can you mention my amazing wife, Julie, who I uh, am trying to buy a house for? The damn bank wants every single piece of paperwork right down to the toilet paper I wipe my, my butt with. We should close on the 27th. I love you, Julie! Also, my friend and co-worker, Jay, the eBay guy, please give a big in the morning to him. In the morning. He and I work for a fast-growing company called PCH of Missouri under Dan's Discount PHC. Jewelry. I'm sorry, PHC of Missouri under Dan's Discount Jewelry and Pawn in Lexington, Kentucky. It's a growth business. Perfect. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so when the next Great Depression hits in two years, as John says, you must come to see us at the pawn shop. We'll give everyone a big in the morning. I guess that's good. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Anyway, so we'll be knighting him in a moment. Dvorak.org slash N-A. And remember, you can always go to noagendanation.com and take a look at our secret stealth helicopter. Pick yourself up a slave t-shirt or something like that. That also helps. Anything else you'd like to say to promote uh, the fact that uh, we need more money? Uh, I think, yeah, people should go to channeldvorak.com slash na, dvorak.org slash na, noagendashow.com and noagendanation.com and uh, help us out a little bit. If nothing else, go buy yourself a mug. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's your birthday, birthday. 
Smith congratulates himself, turning 33 on the 21st. So that's a couple days ago. Michael Miller also congratulating himself on his birthday. A lot of lonely guys out there. William Langford says happy birthday to his wife. She turns 52. Ah, milf and a half. And Bobby Villanova says happy birthday to her fiancé, John West, who turns 33 on the 29th. Happy birthday from all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. It's your birthday, yeah. And then we have, I guess Ryan uh, was on the really on the slow boat to uh, to knighthood, right? I think he did it on the thirty three uh, dollar a month subscription plan. Uh, maybe. And I it's think possible. We, yeah, I think we kicked Took in a long the, time to do it that we way. Kicked in the uh, in the extra penny. So if you could just uh, draw your yeah, yeah draw your blade there. Yeah. Oh, I see it. Yeah, perfect. Ryan, lay step forward, sir. Now that you have supported the No Agenda Show, the best podcast in the world, in excess of $1,000, or close enough, we dropped in the extra penny, apparently, you now join the exclusive club of donors who are definitely not boners. We hereby pronounce thee Sir Ryan Lee, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Your ring's coming up, so stick out your finger and join us here at the roundtable for your Herkers and Blow, your Rent Boys and Chardonnay, and your Hot Pants and Booze. And thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And I want to thank everyone who also donates at the lesser levels. Well, of course, and our uh, our artists as well. Yeah, our artists, and hopefully one of them will see the go over to the uh, dot org slash banners mm-hmm. and pick up a uh, or drop off a couple of uh, well, they can mail them to me some some different sizes. John's gonna hum the Sunday time. And, and of course, yeah. I want to begin the Sunday time segment with bad news. Oh, of course, that's lovely. Uh, I'm quitting the subscription to the Times. <laughs> this will be the last Sunday Times. This is it? We're, we're retiring the jingle? This is it? You were the, done? Yes. Why? Do tell me. Well, I, I've noticed in the, in, the, in the family room, not the family room, but the front room, that there's a piles and piles of unread papers. They essentially, and by the way, the price went up from a good offering of like 20 bucks a month or something to $60 a month. What? Just $720 a year for a paper you can't really get through, especially the Sunday Times, which is more like two Wait, small wait, hold on a second. Novels. $60 for just the Sunday Times or every no, day? No, for the paper. No, for the whole, for everything. My goodness. No wonder the Saturday Times to get business. the Sunday Times. Right, right. right. So, uh, so I'm quitting. I'm, I'm giving up as of tomorrow. I'm going to call them up and cancel. Yeah, good luck with that. Well, I expect you should record. Kids. You should record the script. Mm. Like... Can we please? Uh, I love the. So can I ask you why? What are you going to say? Wait here. here, uh, here because go. the paper's too expensive. Sunday Times. Sun- Hello, New York Times. How can I help you? My name is uh, Ch- Chinancha. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm calling to cancel my subscription. Uh, hi. Uh, hold on. So let me. Uh, I have to transfer you over to the subscription department. Please hold. <laughs> Uh, hello, this is Pete. Uh, I hear you uh, might th- be thinking of leaving on us. Uh, could I please have your name? Could I please have the last four numbers of your social? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yes. So what difference does it make? And uh, well, wanna, You got my address. Let me give you the address and hold just on. cancel it. Oh. I don't want to get the paper as of today. <laughs> I'm looking at my skip logic. Uh, could could we uh, offer it to you for a... We ha- I have a special on today, which I can give you the uh, Sunday and Saturday times for forty nine ninety nine, and you'll receive this lovely challenge coin with a picture of the SEAL stealth secret helicopter. Okay, I'll go one more month. 
So what did you see in your last uh, in your last weekend? <laughs> I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. All right. Well, first of all, the Saturday Times didn't really have much. It had a bunch of stuff between the Netanyahu guy and the, the Palestinian thing, which is, of course, you know, a big slap in the face to Obama. They didn't pay any attention to anything he said at the U.N., which is, you know, pretty much what's going to continue to happen. There's really nothing. So you go to the Sunday Times, and there's all the good headlines are in Sunday's paper this time. It, it varies from week to week. Small donors slow to return to Obama fold. Kind of an anti-Obama story. The New York Times isn't on board with him. Interesting. Putin once more moves to assume Russia's top job. They're letting us know that Putin's taken over again. Yeah, how, uh, how, does, how does this work? I mean, do, do these guys just swap spots all the time? It's like, yeah. Well, what? you can only stay in that one spot for so long, but then you can go back in. Oh, so you, then they just swap, and then uh, Medvedev's going to be uh, prime minister. It so doesn't make any difference. He's, right. he's the stooge. Putin runs the show. He's right. the Stalin. Right. Huh. And then there's this, uh, there's the story on the Greenland thing, which is kind of buried in the back. There's a couple other buried in the back stories that are kind of interesting. Uh See if I find one of them offhand. Eh. Uh, but there's the story that that really dominates the paper today is the brutal Afghan clan bedevils the U.S. The Haqqani crime empire. I told you they were getting an extra PR. They're all oh, yeah. over the place. We, now we, now we they're a crime this. empire. And by the way, it <laughs> crime appears empire. Wait a minute. Wait empire. a minute. Is, what is better, a crime empire or a terrorist group? What is better? Well, it seems that the that the crime empire is something that you can take out with law enforcement. Mm. And so I think they're trying to get that message across that, you know, law enforcement can deal with this. Right. Um, so anyway, so they have this uh, crime empire story, naming the guy, showing pictures of him. I don't know why. And they, and they mentioned, prominently mentioned that he would, that they commonly worked for the American intelligence. Uh, and then I guess they went rogue. They were working for the CIA before. The Haqqanis. The Haqqanis. Yeah, the Haqqanis. Oh, that's why. Okay. So they went rogue or they did something they didn't weren't supposed to do the next thing. So I'm said, so tired of this bullcrap. Let me just read this little graph here, which is one, two, the third one in. Today, American intelligence and military officials call the crime clan known as the Haqqani Network, led by a wizened militant named... Uh, I guess is jealous. I'm sorry, a Je- wizened? A what kind of militant? Wh- yeah, it means he's an old old fart. Wizened? Yeah, wizened or wizened. Oh. Huh. Wizened. A uh, militant named Jalaladin Hakani, who has allied himself over the years with the CIA, Saudi Arabia spy service, <laughs> and Osama bin Laden. All apparently part of the same group, if what you a, think about it. What a slut. The most deadly insured uh, insurgent group in Afghanistan uh, in the latest uh, in a series of, of ever bolder attack. They attacked the U.S. Embassy, of course, and yeah. for some reason they probably didn't get paid. <laughs> That's what it is. Hey, our money. Hey. <laughs> hey, man, if you're not going to pay, we're going we're gonna to cause some trouble because we're a crime. A crime. What is it? A crime clan we're or a crime, crime empire, depending. <laughs> we're a crime empire. I'm a wizened man. Wizened. I don't know. If, I don't. Know if, I don't know if I like wizened. I think wizened is better. I think it's wizened, but I think it might be both. Might be acceptable depending. On the <laughs> I'm the new boogeyman. 
Yeah, basically. So that's the story. That's kind of leading it. You notice again, Syria is not in the news anymore. They're 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 home free. Yeah. And of course, they've never talked about the action still going on in some of these other countries, Bahrain to be specific. Yeah. And uh, which I had clips from weeks and weeks ago, and it's still going on. There's like riots in the street, but nobody's. It's like the New York City stuff. They did have a story, by the way, 80 arrested uh, in, in, in Times Square, buried deep in the back of the thing, below <laughs> the fold. Really? Oh, t- page so 10, right? now. cover it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Awesome. Well, that, you know what? Forget the money. That's a reason to give up your subscription. Is that bull crap? No, that's just a good reason. Yeah. If they can't cover the stuff, you know, in their own city, I mean, it seems to me, uh, especially protests, it doesn't... Anyway, so I'm giving up. So this is it. This is the the last of the Sunday Times reports. John's gonna hum the Sunday Times. A sad hush fell over the audience as the Sunday Times is closed for good on the No Agenda podcast. I don't think it had any traction anyway. Well, speaking of the CIA, of course, uh, also I'm sure not reported in the New York Times is... um, this news uh, from a cable, WikiLeaks cable, that came out and said, essentially, you know, the uh, the guy uh, who was running Al Jazeera, he's pretty much uh, he's pretty much working for the CIA. Now, of course, we know that this is some kind of personal hit on the guy because WikiLeaks is obviously a CIA job. I'm not even sure that that uh, Julian Assange is a real guy anymore. He could just be photoshopped in or uh, Adobe After Effects. I don't know, Larry. So, so but uh, interest, interesting though. I have a couple, you know, quick clips, one after another. Well, so here's here's a report. Uh, I think this is from Russia Today. Now, by the way, I would like to remind everyone that there were a lot of people in the, in America, predominantly uh, um, righteous people, very very righteous people, same people who uh, just think the president is doing an awesome job who were yelling and screaming, saying, you know, I'm getting better coverage of Libya on Al Jazeera. Why isn't Al Jazeera on the cable network? We need Al Jazeera, Al Jazeera. Well, I hope you feel like a shithead now. Grabbed it a cozy primetime slot with the U.S. And recent WikiLeaks claim Al Jazeera's now resigned director general had ties to the CIA. What they detail is that basically the U.S. government has been monitoring Al Jazeera the Arabic channel, before the English channel started, and then after the English channel, they monitored Al Jazeera English as well. They went through the website, both English and Arabic, and they kept a detailed list of things that they found inaccurate, inappropriate, journalistically questionable, or simply that they didn't like. And then they would sit down with Wada, and they would discuss these points. Stepping. So, so I went to uh, search.nashownotes.com, and I knew that we had a clip of Lucifer Clinton uh, saying exactly this. So this is not news to you who have been following the No Agenda podcast, but just to make sure, here she is saying exactly that. One of the first things I did after arriving at the State Department was to appoint a special representative to Muslim communities around the world and to step up our engagement in the most crucial media spaces. We put our people, especially Arabic, Urdu, Dari speakers on key channels like Al Jazeera and others to explain U.S. policies and counter at least some of the widespread misinformation out there. There was this idea that it was it would be a waste of our time to go on, you know, channels and go on to websites to, you know, refute and rebut what was being said. Look, we're in a fight. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to let people say things about us that are not true. Mm-hmm. You know, if they want to say things about us that are true, we'll explain that. But to make up stuff, stuff, to be accusing us of things that are totally outlandish and outrageous was just unacceptable. This is the only way we will get into the conversation where it matters most, and we have to show up. I sometimes get asked by members of Congress, I saw an American diplomat on X, Y, or Z. Why? It's because that's where people are. That's where we need to be. I make no apologies for that. It is with this in mind that we developed and launched the new Center for Strategic Counterterrorism Communications, (laughs) which is tightly focused on undermining the terrorist propaganda and dissuading potential recruits. The center is housed at the State Department, but is a true whole of government endeavor it has a mandate <laughs> and now i know what that means a true whole of government in endeavor means cia obviously so uh, if you want to uh, uh, listen to the whole clip you can go to the show notes uh, 342.nashownotes.com but here's a new one for you uh, because uh, mission accomplished al jazeera has been the the leader in that are literally changing people's minds and attitudes absolutely al jazeera rocks now <laughs> how does that work well, you remember that it was some time ago that we caught her uh, talk, promoting Al Jazeera, saying the rest of the news media is not very good. Yes. People yes. should be listening to Al Jazeera. Yep. Yeah, of course. You said, Please listen to Al Jazeera because I wrote the script. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really quite sad, all of it. Where two, two guys, one wizened and one by curious are your only source of kind of actual news. And we're just <laughs> grasping for straws it's in the pathetic. dark. It really is. Hey, I just got a new uh, flare alert. This has been going on for the past three days. In fact, ever since that stupid satellite uh, bull crap started cropping up, we uh, just now got uh, a Class M flare, 3.7. We had a 7.8 last night. These are Class M, so I, I stopped looking at Class Cs. Now it's just Class M, at least three or four a day. So the solar activity is sparking up. And I will tell you that um, there's a big one coming for us. And you heard about uh, Chile, right? All of Chile, the power dropped. This is it's, it's bopping out power left and right. And I, I am seriously considering... Uh, it's a very expensive proposition, but I really think I might have to go get a generator. I have to have some form of power in this godforsaken desert of a of, of a of a place called Los Angeles because the power will go out here. And this is, and I really believe that. You the, know what's interesting now that you mention it, and I wish I had a clip, mm-hmm. but I was listening to one of the radio guys. I think it was Hannity, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he brought on somebody. Somebody said, they were, "Oh, the biggest threat that we've got is going to the guy. Some guy was going to come on and predict that one of the th- somebody can correct me out there. I'm sure somebody else heard this, but the guy was predicting that within the next couple of years there's going to be an EMP attack mm-hmm. on the U.S. This could which, happen. On, this could happen uh, in two days from now on the 27th when we have the cocked pistol DEFCON one. The president goes underground in Denver." Yeah, well, the whole thing is a little suspicious, it seems to me, the the discussion of it, this whole exercise, which I'm still not understanding why we're doing this. Uh, What does it prove? So the guys in Denver can take care of a problem that they're never going to have? I mean, why don't you do one of these in New York? I mean, or or why don't you do them everywhere? And what's the point? And why is the president going underground? 
Then why don't they just send his second guy to go underground or somebody else that just happens to look like him? You know, it's so funny. It's a comedian under there. It's so funny you mentioned that. I was watching the president's uh, address, which, by the way, his YouTube hits for that are like 1,000 every week, 800. No one watches that. Right. That's worldwide. And uh, this is just listen very carefully what he says here. Of course, he's talking about some other thing that I couldn't figure out, which is this. He's doing something about no child left behind. But listen to what he says. We also need reform. We need to make sure that every classroom is a place of high expectations and high performance. That's been our vision since taking office. Wait a minute. That's been our vision since taking office? Well, who's our? Who's, who's our, Kimo Sabe? Maybe it's a mouse in his pocket. Isn't that weird? Isn't, wouldn't you say that's been my vision since taking office? He took He's office. He's a team player. Bullcrap. It's him and the other Obama. Expectations and high performance. <laughs> That's been our vision since taking office. That's been our vision. What he said. So I look, you know, I, this whole thing, and maybe you can explain it to me. He says that uh, this whole speech about uh, giving power back to states, giving them more flexibility, and everywhere he's saying, Congress won't do anything about it, so I'm doing something about it. Well, how, but wouldn't that mean an executive order or something like that? Yeah, and what, if that's the way it works, why don't you just do, you know, just... But there's nothing. But there's but there's no executive order. What did he actually do? I mean, I, I looked know. everywhere. There's no order. There's no memorandum to Congress. And what did he actually do? Nothing. I think he just did a speech. Well, that's something. How can he overrule? He loves giving speeches. Right, but how can he overrule Congress? Anyway, that wasn't the funniest thing on WhiteHouse.gov. The funniest thing was, and we'd all signed up for this, is uh, we the people... On uh, on WhiteHouse.gov, where you could um, set up a petition, and the rules are, according to WhiteHouse.gov, any petition that uh, would garner enough support, that meaning five thousand signatures in thirty days, would get the uh, uh, would be addressed by the White House. <laughs> top two, top two petitions: one, legalize marijuana. To abolish the TSA. <laughs> How are you going to address that now, Barack? Yeah, I are, love that. Are these guys total idiots? Do they really think that that, that people are going to like, you know, like, yeah, healthcare, yeah, uh, really warming? They don't. You don't. Hillary doesn't have enough techno experts to game that, my friends. And actually, I saw this thing go down. They're like, oh, we're working on it. Uh, we have to improve our service. You know. So here I have 19,210 signatures for legalize and regulate marijuana, 12,564 call an investigation to allegations of prosecutorial and uh, judicial misconduct in the case of Solomon Rushdie, <laughs> 7,684 for edit the Pledge of Allegiance to remove the phrase under God, and 6,463 abolish the TSA and use its monstrous budget to fund more sophisticated, less intrusive counterterrorism and intelligence measures, it's, which, by the way, seems like a red herring there. I'm not too fond yeah, of how that was worded. Lengthy, a little, yeah. yeah, that that seems a little rigged. Don't know how. Don't like the way that was uh, worded. Let's see what it says here. Hmm. According to the White House, they will respond to petitions in a timely manner, <laughs> which it defines as a few weeks. It is U.S. policy that Gaddafi needs to go. But let me emphasize that we. Uh, anticipate this 
transition to take place in a matter of days and not a matter of weeks. So I wonder what weeks means then for them. Matter of days and a matter of weeks. So I ran into an interesting little tidbit uh, on book TV on C-SPAN. Mm-hmm. So Joe McGinnis, the guy who moved up to Wasilla, Alaska to live next door to Sarah Palin. Oh, that guy. Wrote a book. He's a good writer and he seems like a pretty normal guy. And he, he dropped a couple of interesting bombs on this interview he had on book TV. And one of them I was completely unaware of, and I started looking into, and it's kind of a creepy operation called City of Characters, where if you're a city, and apparently uh, Palin pushed this into Wasilla when she was mayor, you, you ad- adopt a bunch of biblical ways of running the city, and you subscribe to some service. It costs like a couple thousand dollars of the city's budget to, to get these these three-by-five cars with a bunch of, I guess, biblical things you're supposed to do, and that's how you run your city. And he kind of explains it here. It's very interesting. And I started looking up some of these uh, characters, city of character uh, in California and elsewhere, but play the Joe McGinnis city of character clip to get a little background. You can look at and and, and learn all these uh, applications of biblical truth. Sarah returned from this conference and proposed to the Wasilla City Council that Wasilla become a, quote, city of character. And the city council authorized this, and Wasilla became the only city of character in, in the state of Alaska. Uh, these are mostly based in states with strong evangelical traditions, uh, or uh, South Carolina and Texas, I believe, have the most... Uh, the most cities of character uh, of any of the states in the Union. Uh, for example, uh, none of the New England states, in, in none of the New England states uh, are there any cities of character. It's, it's, it's a designation that, that denotes a commitment to following biblical teachings in government. So in other words, having the city government influenced by the, the fundamentalist belief in biblical truth as literal truth. Mr. McGinnis, why do you describe Sarah Palin's uh, as terms stop as it. mayor? That's kind of interesting. I just uh, yeah, consulted so the Book you, of Knowledge let me just, on it. There's just a question, without, before you look anything up, mm-hmm. this is the question. California mm-hmm. actually has one, two, three, four, five... Cities of character? Yes. Can you guess even one of them? Just take a couple of shots. I'll give you two shots, and I'll tell you the, the, what they are. Okay, city of character. Berkeley? No, of course not. <laughs> God. Got them lesbians up there. Uh, city of Car- Carmel? No. <laughs> they got Clint Eastwood there. Of course, no. of course I, I, I mock you when I tell you what, one of the cities of character is Fresno. Yeah, okay. But the one that just cracked me up when I, and oh, by the way, Chowchilla. Mm-hmm. Which I just like saying. I don't even know. And Chowchilla. I know where Chowchilla is. But here's the city of character that just gets me mm-hmm. Compton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a city of character, all right. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's what I said. City of character. We should be the podcast of character. I think we should. We are a podcast we get of this character. Card deck from these guys. Compton. Yeah, they could be. We can be on their list. A podcast of character. I, I know you have another clip, but just I want to interject for a moment. Uh, turns out the BBC is the uh, broadcast organization of character. They have now, uh, without expressly announcing it, 
they have dropped the usage of the words BC and AD. So oh, something they're going to, they're going to BCE and ADE or whatever. So instead of saying oh, ACE after current era or something like no, that. No, common era. Common era. Right. And before common era. Yeah. Era. Error. <laughs> I'm, I'm, error. Common error is what I'm sticking with. That's kind of that's a words do matter moment right there. Yeah, I've been seeing this uh, in some academic uh, arenas. Most of the smart money doesn't use it because it's why are we just making it more complicated than it needs to be? Well, it fills uh, up more space, you know, if you have to write 500 words yeah. before so common I, error. Error. I'm, I can't. I'm sticking with it. You cannot say it. Before common error. <laughs> okay. What's your other uh, Joe McGinnis thing? Okay, so McGinnis was asked this question. I thought this was interesting because we're watching, uh, you know, this is one of the guys that, that does the Q&A, the two or three hosts on C-SPAN, and he drops this bomb Right in the middle of this interview, which I thought was, wow, we're bringing this back up? Different kind of person. It would have been a different kind of book. But Sarah is responsible for the tenor and the scope and the tone of this book. Joe McGinnis, do you think Sarah and Todd Palin are the parents of Trig Palin? I don't know. (laughs) I think there's still a legitimate question to be asked about that. I go into this in Chapter 19... But I'm very careful not to go beyond where the facts take me. Uh, there are many, many people. I, I've been blogging for the past six months, and I would get thousands of comments from people who accused me of being afraid to tell the truth about Trig. There is a whole coterie of people out Do there. Do I really have to listen to this whole thing? No, you, you, I think you got the point. That's hard. I mean, who gives a crap? I just think it's interesting that it keeps coming up because what the thing it turns out, and I think the McGinnis book will be interesting for the simple reason that apparently Sarah Palin is just a terrible person, vindictive, mean-spirited, goes after everybody. Yeah. The, the only thing that you would want to hear is that McGinnis concludes that if this was absolute, if this was true in any way, it would be the biggest hoax in the history of politics in the entire. The, since the beginning. Of, oh, really? Really? Bigger hoax than who pretty... killed JFK? Bigger hoax than a please? It's not a hoax. It's a distraction. Hello, John. Wizened man. Wizened. Wake you up. You don't think it's a hoax? I don't care. I absolutely don't care. There are entire months that go by that I don't care. Well, I don't care either, but I just think it's interesting it's been reintroduced. No, it's not interesting. That was on C-SPAN. I'm Anything sorry. I'd see, you know. I'm sorry. I disagree. That's just not interesting. Okay. Well, I'll find I mean, if, one if, of you your wa- if you want to be with the times and, and hip, you got to do the Bristol Palin gay thing. That's what everyone's talking about. However, it's donation time. Don't you mean donation time? He means Adam's got another story about drones. Tracking the drones so you don't have to while they track you. Uh, three stories today that you need to be aware of. First of all, new radar uh, radars placed aboard unmanned aircraft on the U.S. borders. Uh, so uh, actually coming out and uh, admitting now. I found like three awesome defense websites I'm following. Seven Predator B and Reaper class medium altitude long range UAVs in the uh, CBP fleet have been used by the Drug Enforcement Agency for surveillance and interdictions in the Caribbean. 
So, uh, you know, you're out there, you're laying out in uh, the Caribbean, and the drones are taking pictures of you. The forest, they're also using the Forestry Service to detect fires, and by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, to you and I, to monitor flood damage in the nation's interior. Yeah, I, I, that's what you need a reaper for. No, the reaper carries weapons. The reapers are the ones that uh, have the heavy-ass payload. So that's one. Just to, just a condition you get you ready. Uh, the United I don't see the benefit of using one of these for fires. That's bull crap. They're, they're spying on you and getting ready to shoot you. The United States has agreed in principle to deploy U.S. Predator drones on Turkish soil to aid in the fight against Kurdish separatist rebels. As the U.S. military will fly unarmed surveillance predators based in Iraq. And then finally, the FAA has come out and said the date for small unmanned drones in U.S. airspace, mid-2013. That's when they all have to be able to fly around legally. Well, they're going to have a big problem flying around the U.S. No, they won't. They will not because Watson is going to take care of it all. Watson, IBM, supercomputer already has the commercials out there. The world's airports land a plane every second. But over the next 20 years, air traffic is expected to double. The systems that track, manage, and connect these flights weren't built to handle all that data. IBM's working with Boeing on a next-generation system to help integrate global air traffic more efficiently and in real time. Making another of the world's most critical systems smarter. That's what I'm working on. I'm an IBM. By the way, I... build a smarter planet. Yeah. I've never liked the I'm an IBMer thing. It's very uh, Nazi. Ich bin an IBMer! You we, be, you, we will fly your planes automatically. You know the uh, nobody's so, going to put up with these. These planes can be taken down with a with a directional antenna. This you misunderstand. You really misunderstand how it works, don't you? Here's what you're going to see: tons of pilot error, tons of accidents. It's 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 written in the cards. Considering the billion, $2 billion that's in the American Jobs Act for the next-gen system, which no pilot, and quite frankly, I don't think any air traffic controller really likes, A, because they don't understand it. I mean, in theory, they do. But it's like you can't just take away this beautiful system that works quite well. When's the last time you heard of a mid-air collision? Of course, it doesn't count with a stupid drone that was flying around in Afghanistan. We don't have a lot of air traffic controllers. I read these um, intelligence websites about the, you know, the military-industrial complex, and the, the pilots and the air traffic controllers are like, this is bull crap. We're going to have some douchebag looking through a straw. That's what they call it. Looking through a straw trying to fly this thing? No, 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 no. We're going to say, you should be afraid of flying because they're going to be dropping crap out of the sky left and right to prove that we need a next-generation system flown by Watson, which won Jeopardy. You can put it in the book right now. But between now and mid-2013, when, they, when they're going to implement something, some form of something, you're going to see lots of pilot error, pilot error. This is what they've been working on. Pilots drunk, the pilots crazy, the pirates stressed, the pilot, the pilot this, the pilot that. Now, I'd ha- rather have a pilot flying my plane any day than some stupid computer. The automatic GPS separation system. No, 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 no. No. The Chiners can't even make that work for trains. This is very, very bad development. Never going to happen. That should be... Uh... I don't see Curry's pet peeve of the day.
No, actually, that's not my pet peeve of the day. This is it's my never pet gonna peeve. Happen. I hope not. But we're going to see these accidents blamed on pilot error. New York City is now offering positions in the volunteer auxiliary police. This is very disturbing. The so this you can volunteer, you get a badge and a bike, I think. Are civic-minded men and women who volunteer to assist their local police precincts, housing police service areas, and transit districts by performing uniform patrol in their communities. They are recruited, trained, and equipped by the police department. They come from many diverse backgrounds and a myriad of occupations throughout the city, such as computer programmers, mechanics, merchants, nurses, security guards, school teachers, students, etc. Well, what are their functions, you ask? Did you ask that? No, but it just reminded me of something. Yeah, of Nazis. Auxiliary well, police. That. Yeah, brown shirts. Auxiliary police provide extra eyes and ears for the police department by performing uniformed foot, vehicle, and bicycle patrols. <clears throat> they are trained to observe and report conditions requiring the services of the regular police. Whenever possible, they assist in non-enforcement and non-hazardous duties. The following are some areas in which the auxiliary police assist the police department. Residential and commercial areas, community festivals, parades, concerts, street fairs, and park patrols, subway entrances and token booth areas, perimeter of houses of worship, crime prevention activities, and traffic control. All you need to be is at least age 17, live or work in New York City, be in good health. You have to pass a drug alcohol screening and sign an affidavit acknowledging compliance with the NYPD zero tolerance drug policy. You must be able to read and write English. Never be convicted of a felony or have a previous arrest record that would prevent acceptance. Be a U.S. citizen or a permanent resident of the United States, i.e. green cards apply, and be of good character. This is frightening. Well, I'll tell you, this is already set up in the TV show which just premiered yesterday called Prime Suspect. Oh, okay. I should have watched longer, I guess. Prime Suspect. This is not the one with the J.J. Abrams, which is... No. That other one. Oh, so a person of interest. Prime suspect is a is this tough chick. Oh, men, right, right, right. Yeah, I saw the trailer. Who the men yeah. don't like, and uh, and she's always she's sad that she's not well liked, even though she's the smartest of the group, of course, and she's the one who solves this weird crime. She's hot, she, right? She's milfy. Mm, and so uh, she. Uh, the way she solves the crime, though, the, the actual way she solves the crime is she goes into this homeless shelter and there's some dumb guard there and she tricks him. She, she, she deputizes him in this exact same type of style of fake deputy. Huh. She's, he's now an auxiliary member. Mm-hmm. As she he, she makes her she makes him put her, his hand on her badge and, and swear. Oh, no, he's touching her boob. No, he's touching the badge that she's holding in her hand. She's a detective. Oh, okay. So she's... Because uh, <laughs> I'd fall for that one. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, deputized. Yeah. I'm deputized. I got so religion. So he goes through the rigmarole of some phony thing she... So, and the way this crime is solved, at the very end, he calls her uh-huh. saying that the suspect that she had put out on the on the TV... Look, the, the drawing done by some kid who apparently is a... Who's, who's a I guess, Rembrandt. Uh <laughs> He identified, and, and that's how the crime was solved. So that has preconditioned us immediately for this this kind of thing. It's unbelievable. And, you know, it, this is not a coincidence. These things are set up in advance. It's coordinated. Oh, by the way, there's another requirement. Must be in possession of a brown shirt. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> become a member of the auxiliary. You know, they have this in London. They call them brownies, actually. <laughs> now that I think of that, I didn't even realize how funny that was. They call them brownies, and they patrol around the streets. Yeah, like, making sure people put the right garbage can yeah, out. Yeah, the yeah, they're highly annoying. Yeah. And they call the real cops to come in and, like, impound your car. And, you know, they're, right. they're like SS. They're little stooges. Oh, yeah, no, this is, you do not want to encourage this sort of thing. Because there's too many people out there that wish they were cops. I wonder, uh, I wonder if, do you get paid as doing this, or is it just purely volunteerism? Why pay them? They want to do it. Let me look at the, uh, there's an application form. Shall I send you one? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I only have. I can be an auxiliary member here in California. Uh, let me see. I think that just about depleted. Oh, no, I do have one more, uh, one more thing. <laughs> Perfect for the times, everybody. Wow. Oh, my God. That's a good one. In the business of selling sentiments. That's pretty funny. There's a card for everything. Cards with sound for sympathy for losing a tooth. But losing a job? Yes, now there's a card for that, too. Don't think of it as losing your job. Think of it as a timeout between stupid bosses. Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be clever to give to someone. So this one we just got in. Hallmark recently rolled out a new line of layoff greeting cards. Yay. <laughs> How come we can't think of great things like that? That's a good one. That's, that's a, a moneymaker. That's a big moneymaker. And, and you look at this whole report and people are like, that's very funny. That's great. Yes, I, th- I would really appreciate getting a card like that. I think we should have cards when the open them, it goes douchebag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or vroom, you could do this one. Yeah, here we go. You've got karma. That couldn't be too hard. Karma card. Karma card. Hey, karmacard.com. I love it. We could have the karma card and then the douchebag. Douchebag. <laughs> you just open it up and it says douchebag. This, yeah, you've gotten these cards, right? Do you open yeah, them yeah, up yeah, of course. It's a genius idea. How about this one? How about this one? Um, yeah, the front of the card says, hey, watch your back. And you open it up. <laughs> That'd be okay. Or uh, what else could we do? <laughs> I think in the morning card would be important. Yeah, it could be. In the morning. And we have the international market. That's good. We got the international market. What else can we do? Um, I know you're feeling a bit down, but I know your doctor helped you out recently, so... (laughs) Or how about, I was going to bake you a cake with some corn in it. Just keep on going forever. And we could yeah. tie in with Walgreens. I love it. Or the best one yet. Happy birthday now that you're 40 and a mom. That's one mother I'd like to. This is a score, John. Get the shill on this. Yeah, well, she would be the guy to do it. And each one in the corner will have a secret stealth helicopter. Perfect. Uh, as a hologram. <laughs> Karma card, douchebag card, in the morning card. It's gr- What a great idea. Finally, we're going to be rolling in the dough. Uh-huh. <laughs> can we license it to, to Hallmark? Or can we? 
I'm sure, oh, I'm sure that Hallmark would love to do a douchebag card. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's some China company that can do this for us, isn't there? There's got to be. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure you can get these for like five cents out of China. This is fantastic. I'm very excited now. I'm, in, so now this is wiped off the bad feeling about low numbers for today. Wiped, mm. I'm, and now we're going to be rocking. Totally rocking. I love it. Good job. So I ran into one last clip here. I, I ran it besides the Wrath of Khan. Which is our end of show clip. The um, I did this clip and JC said, ah, that's not no agenda material. And I said, well, I don't know that it's not. And the reason is because I think it's an interesting little, just a subtext, subtle message. They've got a new woman on, uh, I guess one of the guys quit SVU. He got sick of the show. And they brought in some, some Southern chick. And I don't know if you tell me if you can catch the slight insult uh, as as they ask her where she's from, and uh, I think it's it's just either a New York or a Los Angeles slam against the South, based on the fact that as far as everyone's concerned, it's just one big bunch of dummies, all the same. You're gonna have to help me because I'm looking at your Dallas clothes, so. Atlanta advertising. Okay. And I'm gonna come get you when I'm ready for the lineup. Okay. I'm back in a second. Detective Benson? Amanda Rollins. Ah, transfer from Dallas, right? Yeah, well, Atlanta. You like Dostasio for this? I didn't quite okay. get the slam. Well, it's like you're from Dallas, and she immediately agrees and says, yeah, well, Atlanta. As if it's the same place. Right. This is not even ne necessarily near each other. And I don't see what one person would... would the, the commentary was... Well, again, of course, JC thinks it's not... I think this was a very interesting, subtle moment uh, in TV history. That's why you are the wizened one. But anyway, I knew you wouldn't think much of it, but I'm telling you this. It's no, a, it's, I, I think some of it. I just don't know if it compares to my Kim Delaney clip. Which I've been saving. Hit it. Okay, I need setup. Kim Delaney is an actress. Oh, this is the Kim Delaney clip that everybody's passed around that everyone's already seen? Really? Play it. Well, I have to set it up. Kim Delaney is live on TV in, I want to say, Boston? I don't think she was ever live on TV. Oh, this, no, this is live. This is a, it was a live on television. They pulled I her. That was a cl closed event. Okay. No, no, no. I have the live television registration. They pulled her off the stage. It's a, I guess it's some kind of honoring ceremony for Robert Gates, and uh, I don't know. It, she she may be drunk, but it's uh, she can't read the prompter. Okay, so I've served in active. And she, by the way, is uh, she's on the Army Wives show. And by the way, let me can I also make a comment on this clip? She's squinting constantly trying to read the prompter. Right. So she's obviously not reading it, and so she and she's. And I don't think she's drunk, even though if you look up Kim Delaney alcoholism, she's like shows up all over the place. But <laughs> I, it sounds to me like somebody on E. Oh, that's very possible. Yeah, I'll have to ask an expert. Um, but she's, but she, it's a prompter fail. Okay, so I've served in active. This is my job. Active. Uh, Duty military family for five years. Like so many others, I've struggled with multiple deployments, supported my spouse through changes in administration and changes in station as he made difficult decisions um, of a senior officer. I've seen soldiers come home with painful, life-altering injuries born of their time in service. 
I've attended numerous military funerals, including that of my best friend's son. And my heart has <laughs> been broken on numerous occasions. It's so painful. You should watch it. I don't want to play any more of it. You should watch it. You, you, it is painful and it's long, and then they yeah. just come up and they and they walk her off and she's dazed. Yeah, you ruined it for me, telling you that everyone already heard it. I don't feel good about it anymore. Well, I think they have. I don't feel good about it. I have something here <clears throat> that I want to quit. I just want to quit. Ah, it's too long. Forget about it. I got the dumb bake sale story. No, nah, that's too. No, nah, it's too dumb. Listen, you know what? You, you know about you've heard about it? Yeah, it was on. It was all over. Everyone's Why talking would it about be it. Anywhere it's, it's the stupidest over. story ever. It's all over everywhere. It's a Berkeley thing. I don't get why I got any coverage at all. I got a note from Horowitz about it. Well, it was on CNN. Uh, Anderson Pooper's keeping him honest. And uh, Don Lemon was there. You know, it's like, oh, it's a racial thing. It's like, hey, who cares? I, I don't think we should talk. What's the matter, honey? She was not on E. Uh, my expert has just uh, informed me. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, are you an expert all of a sudden? Is there some other thing that she thinks she might have been on? Is there anything else she might have been on, honey? Anything? Any other uh, particular drug you think? Prescription drugs. Prescription drugs. Uh huh. Yeah. Prescription drugs. She says. Mm. Nothing like E. All right. Let's uh, let's stop while we're ahead. Okay. So currently we have. Let me check. Uh, five hundred and forty-four people listening to the live stream. Of every single one of you would uh, not be a boner. And would donate $10 to Dvorak.org slash NA, we'd be set. We, and what's good about it is it's all under $50, so it wouldn't have to mention everybody. And, and, it, and it would help us get through the week. It's going to be another long uh, series of days in between now and uh, Thursday. We're watching lots of C-SPAN, not being distracted, just trying to be a little bit happy. But certainly a slave... Coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center. I am the voice of treason, your lone wolf, Adam Curry. And uh, from northern Silicon Valley, where I'm the voice of raisins. <laughs> I'm John C. Dvorak. Coming right up, we'll bring you the No Agenda Producer update. And we'll be back Thursday with another episode of the best podcast in the world, better known as the No Agenda Show. Stay tuned for the Wrath of Khan first. You've got Genesis. But you don't have me. You are going to kill me, Khan. You're going to have to come down here. You're going to have to come down here. I've done far worse than kill you. I've hurt you. And I wish to go on hurting you. I shall leave you as you left me. As you left her. Marooned for all eternity in the center of a dead planet. Buried alive. Buried alive. Come! Come! Adios, mofo. Ah! Dvorak.org slash N-A.